0: Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 93 of the F-Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or smash that like button because it would really help us out if you have any questions comments or feedback during the show please put them in the chat we'll try and answer as many questions as we can now it's time for me to introduce you to the team first up this guy is always locked and loaded with his force tube no it's not john rambo it's john zimbo of course it's legendary vr streamer Zimtok 5
1: why John you, Zimbo. <laughs> Zimbo. John Zimbo. I kind of feel like that was a film already. Am I wrong is it like <laughs> a is it a thing that was already there once? I think it might have been.
0: Zimbo First Blood. You never seen that movie?
1: Uh I sadly have not seen Zimbo First Blood. What happens in it, Mike?
0: Uh he sets lots of traps, kills lots of bad guys, saves the day, gets to the chopper. Does he get the girl? Always. No.
2: Always. Z- okay. Zimbo never gets. <laughs> what?
1: Good week. Uh, Bumpy start today. Thank you everyone for bearing with us the extra three minutes. Uh, Other than that, good to go. Let's make it happen.
0: Nice. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. This uh, next guy, he's no longer famous for being a VR YouTuber. Now, forever known as the guy that Doctor Disrespect said had a bad shirt at E3 this week. It's Nathy, live from LA. How you doing, dude? You're right.
3: Yeah. I'm doing great besides that one thing that happened
0: <laughs> it was the best thing i've seen all week was so it good. was it was, was so it was good. brilliant
3: i honestly i never i never ask for a photo but i saw this dude he's so tall got to take a photo with him plus i mean twitch how many how many twitch celebrities do you really spot? and it's like i i just got to do it but this is even better than than having a photo
0: oh yeah you're famous now
3: yes yes
0: for for those that don't know uh basically legendary uh twitch streamer dr disrespect super famous on twitch uh was walking along the show floor at e3 and he was obviously streaming irl at the same time and uh Nathie asked him for a photo during the stream and he just basically roasted him and said not with that shirt i'm not taking a picture with him and then yeah. that little clip was then shared on Twitter right and it kind of was was doing super well so and you were the first one in that clip as well so
3: it, it was it was that's, great that's true it's because you know he went into the bathroom later on just a couple of minutes later and uh, then he got banned right so that's why people search back on it and that's why I, I got so many messages like hey haha <laughs> it's Nathy asking for a picture yeah. uh, but I was wearing a Tesla shirt and apparently he doesn't like electric cars so hey you know? not a fan
0: not a fan it's not as uh what is it lamborghini diablo so uh, you know
3: well soon he can't even drive his Lamborghini on the road anymore so yeah good luck with that
0: true <laughs> oh roast i feel the roast coming here <laughs> distracting coming um <laughs> so next up this one's always teaching us about the science behind our love for virtual reality it's my belgian brother from another mother it's of course the rowdy guy how you doing mate you're right
2: uh, I'm doing perfectly fine, man. Uh, I, I was I was kind of wondering what kind of intro you had for me this week because I haven't been doing that much on the, on YouTube. But uh, you always you always find the right ones, right?
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad to to hear that you know someone's having a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's getting a, some rest. a
2: little a little break from from YouTube. I mean, I'm still I'm still doing stuff on it, but uh, I haven't yeah. made a video. Yeah, but you're good. But you're good. I'm I'm doing all right.
0: Okay. So last but my name is least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a busy show for you today. Some of the highlights include Nathie will be giving us his hands-on impressions of some of the hottest VR games from E3 this week. Uh, We're going to be giving you our thoughts on the Oculus Quest store rejections. This has been all over Reddit and Twitter, so we thought we'd discuss this one uh zim's going to give you the lowdown on the releases to look forward to next week and also hdc are hinting at some news coming soon about the hdc vive cosmos so very interesting show indeed but let's find out what everyone's been up to this week and their highlight of the week and i think we're going to exclude nathie from this one because we're going to talk about all his highlights at the end of the video so uh (laughs) now let's uh let's pass over to zim first what have you been up to dude
1: um so a lot of, as you said, I mean, a lot of what I've been doing this week is is shooting stuff. So playing with my force tube and just getting to do that. You enticed me a couple of weeks back, Mike, when you covered it off and uh, kind of made the comment that um, with the controllers and oriented in the right way, like tracking is actually fine. Like that, that, that I can reiterate as well. It's very rare that I have any problems actually, and I'm surprised at that, you know, given my initial kind of introduction to the whole thing. But the game I want to highlight. Is one that none of you probably have ever played and is a PSVR game, um, which I casted this week, and, and people were like, What the hell is this? Um, who here knows that there is a Final Fantasy game for PlayStation made specifically for VR? You guys know that? The, the, the fishing one? one, you mean? The fishing one! And so <laughs> it's, um, for those who don't know, it's called Monster of the Deep Final Fantasy 15. There is driving in a car, there's fishing there's chocobos. Like you literally walk out on some rocks, look over right, and you're like, look left and, and like, that's a giant chocobo right there. Feathers and everything, beautifully animated. Like the polish in this game is like a double A title. I won't say triple A, but double A. Um, and having looked back at the, uh, at, at what this was, this was actually the first ever VR game by Square Enix. Like they had not done anything else. And it was, a, it, it started off as a wave-based shooter, like, and then they converted it after having gotten it rejected from the panel uh, to turn it into a fishing game with some kind of real-world elements. Um, there's some ah, nice bits yes. to it, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of this like calm fishing game, which you'd expect from like a normal kind of fishing experience, you have demon fish. <laughs> like, so the coolest thing, though, that I didn't know until playing this two days ago was in the game you can take a picture with. You can hold your fish up. Take a picture with it with a kind of in, in-game virtual camera and ping it out to social media and send it to your friends on the PlayStation Network and stuff. And, and it looks great. It looks really fantastic. But that doesn't make up for the fact that there are shirtless uh, Japanese dudes, totally overexcited, camping out in tents by the water, you know, who are who are kind of like high-fiving you, still shirtless, showing their abs in leather pants. It's a It's a very weird game. It's very Japanese.
0: Is it just because you were sort of jealous of their physiques that you were upset about it? Because had it been like maybe female characters shirtless by the lake, I think you would have been okay with it, right? I,
1: I probably would have been okay with that. Actually, there are some eye <laughs> the candy that's, that they've jammed so, into the game as well. So it is kind of a typical Japanese game if it wasn't a fishing game. <laughs> it's weird. So if you are so, a PSVR fan, you can get that for like 10 quid or something. Oh, um, it's a
0: paid one. I thought it was free the way you're describing it.
1: No, there's actually a load of content. Like I haven't even gotten close to finishing it. You can unlock all kinds of different it's like there's a there's a full-on, proper fishing game with fish that are beautifully animated. You can get tiny ones and big ones, you're holding them like as if you were holding a salmon you just caught out of an Alaskan river. Um and then demon fish that jump at you and try to murder you. So and then you kill them and they unfortunately explode in midair. That's kind of a big uh, kind of anticlimactic finale, but uh that that's what I spent my week doing playing around with demon fish.
0: So I have a question about this one. Yeah. So how does this compare to like bait for example, which is a lot of fun fishing game?
1: Uh it's a little bit more skilled actually than bait, I would say. Because bait bait's kind of pretty relaxed. Like you can sit there like with your virtual and a real can of beer and be like, you know, one handing it to like catch fish and then you reel them in. Um, it's a very similar mechanic. So you you cast uh you reel you catch put it in a bucket you get a score for something you keep going and in this one you kind of like you get to a particular area and then you do teleport locomotion or smooth locomotion to like walk out to the right bits of the rocks so it's a bit like i'm trying to remember this other kind of fishing sim game that we've had before uh where only specific areas have fish that you can get so you've kind of got to find where the fish are cast correctly you've also got a sonar thing which you can kick off and it'll show you kind of where the fish are so comparing debate, I'd say it's it's less arcadey, but still an arc. It's still an arcade experience, I would say, uh, and the visuals are better. Like it, it's a it's a really good looking game.
2: But we got uh, we got some info from the from the chat as well. Apparently, the very first Square Enix game is actually called Million Arthur VR. So apparently, they they've made something else as well. That's not never like... heard of that one either. That's... So what was nope. this
1: what was this fishing game called again, Tim? So it's Monster of the Deep, Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. And, How I, bizarre. and, I, and I, will, I will challenge that, whatever they said about the VR bit, yeah. because I've, I've seen that in a couple of places on the web. But uh, I'll have to go look it up because the other name yeah. of that game I've never, never seen. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, you
2: don't remember the E3 announcement of the Final Fantasy game? Which one? I think they announced it on E3 uh, a couple of years ago. Or at some kind of like a conference show. I thought it was E3. Not entirely sure, but I was like super excited because I'm like a, a, fi- a proper Final Fantasy fan, and they announced right. it as like a. No, that's a what really, this like is. Proper...
1: So, th- so this this started off as it was going to be like kind of like what Nintendo's done was a was a bolt-on bit to an existing Final Fantasy. So it was going to be a part of Final Fantasy 15, a mm-hmm. VR portion, mm-hmm. and then the board nixed it because you'd have to wear a headset for a couple yeah. hours to see the VR bits in the game like that was yeah. so and then it and then it transmuted into this thing which is really yeah. weird but it's got the a great videos
3: are still up right the 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 video of what it was going to be first I've got to see that i don't think i've see seen it like uh, them shooting with pistols yeah it's still it's still on youtube yeah.
0: Yeah. okay so um so what about you then rowdy um i know you've been taking a week off but have you been playing anything in as well or? No,
2: i i still played uh i still played like the usual things that i play like i played some pavlov ttt um had a great time once again uh, we'll talk a little bit about it later on as well probably so mm-hmm. uh, I, won't, I won't tell too much but i played on the oculus rift mm-hmm. um i still think it's like one of the most hilarious experiences that you can have in virtual reality especially if you get like a, a good group going with like some chatty people And mm-hmm. games like that got like so hilariously funny because everyone is playing for themselves but like um you you have to work together in some kind of way and you have to start trusting people and that like gives like so much awesome uh, uh, scenarios for the people who don't know ttt stands for trouble in, in uh, trader town or trouble in Terrorist town um and you have a group of Traders, you have a group of civilians and the job of the civilians is of course to kill all the traders. and the traders need to kill all the civilians and you also have one detective who can uh who has like special abilities like for example he can do a, certain, a limited amount of tests on people to see if if, uh, if they're a civilian if they're a traitor uh but yeah it's it's so much fun if you get a couple of friends going in there or s- just some chatty people it's uh it's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And is this um, a user-created game mode in Pavlov? Um, well, the, the maps that you're playing, they're mostly custom-made. Uh, so they're all made by users. But I think that um, the game mode itself is, uh, is either a mod or it's um, modded into it. So right. I'm not entirely sure how that it works. But uh, you have certain maps that need to be not all. You can't play, for example, all maps in TTT. There's okay. only a limited amount of maps that you can play. Yeah. In
1: Specific maps. I still haven't tried yeah. it, but I'm. Um, I took Rowdy up on his his point that Pavlov is like such a solid game. I I need yeah. to play some TTT with you one of these days. You,
2: even if you don't like shooters, because it's so much more than just a shooter, just because of these kind of game modes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because you you don't need skill whatsoever in a, in TTT. Like you don't need to know how to shoot a gun. You just need to know how to betray people and you need to make sure that you're the one who's being trusted. Like it's a uh, it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking about um, Pavlov more later on in relation to the Oculus Quest as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like my highlight of the week this week, uh, it wasn't a game. I got to try out the HP Reverb, uh, actually. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, I got to try out the AR VR World Summit in London because HP had a stand there and they were showing off the HP Reverb along with their range of like VR backpack PCs. Yep. Um, and it was like, you know, the event was business focused. It wasn't really anything to do with gaming, but I thought it would be a good opportunity to try the headset. Um, the only other sort of interesting VR stuff they had at this event was like uh, they had a training setup for like emergency responders. So a bit like what we talked about previously on the show where, you know, the NYPD were training for active shooter scenarios using VR. They had sort of little demo stations like that for single people to um, try like a police fire and ambulance thing to sort of feel what it'd be like responding to an incident for the first time mm-hmm. so that was a big area within the VR area which was relatively small in relation to the rest of the show but um let's talk about the reverb because um i got to try out a few different demos uh, one was like a, um, a health and safety demo uh which was like working at heights which was a bit strange obviously this is a business event not a gaming event and then there was like a military plane demonstration which again was a bit strange Wait, we're,
1: working at um, heights was, was this like the side of a mountain or where is it like Ricky G's pl- plank experience and like samantha's down at the end of the plank and you've got to help her out
0: so basically it's a health and safety thing. So it's all about like selecting your gear, like a hard hat and a harness and then clipping onto a ladder, then climbing the ladder, being on a, a flat roof. And then you, you, you actually fall off the flat roof and then you're hanging and then you use your safety harness to lower yourself to the ground. So it's actually quite intense. I thought, cool. especially if someone's never tried VR before, because um, falling off a roof is never fun, even in VR. So um, mm-hmm. that was a bit strange. Um, but in terms of the actual hardware itself, um, the one thing I was really surprised about when I first actually got hands-on with the headset is that it feels surprisingly light. And I don't know if that's because I've been using the Quest a lot and it's a little bit heavier than, than other headsets, obviously, because everything's yeah. built into the headset. Um, and actually, when I got home, I looked up the, the specs and it, it weighs um, 498 grams uh, and ooh. the Quest weighs 571 grams. Yeah. So um it's actually... The reverb is actually slightly heavier than the original Rift, so I I don't know why it felt so light, but for some reason when you hold it, it feels light. I don't know if Nathie found the same thing when you got hands-on with it for the first time.
3: I think it feels light because of the strap. It's a very solid strap. I think it's one of the best ones out there.
0: Yeah, you're right. And um, to touch on that, basically it looks like an original Rift when you look at it. You know, If you've never seen a reverb before, it's basically got that baseball cap style design with over-ear headphones just like the original Rift had. Um, but the big benefit of this headset, of course, is the resolution. It runs 2160 by 2160 uh, pixels per eye, uh, which is really nice. And, you know, I could only get a sense for that resolution in the Cliff House area because that was the only place that it was running natively at that resolution. The demos that they were showing me were actually upscaled to run that resolution. So it wasn't really a true test. Um But everything looked really sharp in the cliff house. It looked really nice. Um, You know, screen door effect, if you really look for it, you can see it, you know, just like any headset that we've tried so far. If you look for it, you can see it. Uh, But of course, you know, if you're just immersed into an experience, then you don't really care. And you just enjoy the fact that the visuals are a little bit crisper and sharper than you're probably used to. Mm. Um, The headset. What's that?
2: I feel a butt.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly uh, there, there, there <laughs> is there is there is some buts uh, not not, not um, those kind of butts but yeah there is some butts um, but uh, it has a fixed IPD so same as the rift s uh, so it has software based uh, adjustment and I think generally from the sort of community feedback that we've seen about the rift s the lower IPDs like mine like 59 60 you can get away with it and it's okay uh, obviously the sweet spot is 64. You know, if you're 64 IPD, you're in the perfect spot like Zim. Uh, but what we have found is that if you've got a higher IPD, like in the 70s, then you could be having issues with headsets with fixed IPDs like the Rift S or the Reverb. So just be aware of that. If you're not sure what it is, maybe it's worth uh, getting it measured uh, before you invest in a headset like that. What, but, um, what kind of
1: issues do you mean, Mike? When someone's at a high IPD and they're using this fixed IPD headset, like what will they experience? Things are just a bit blurry? A bit
0: blurry. Um, And things will feel a little bit off. Yeah, I felt, um, and that that can be quite uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, it's uh, usually uh, you get that if you've demoed to people and then you forget that you've demoed to people and they've changed exactly. your IPD or yeah, <laughs> or like my my daughter will be like, "What's this button do?" And she just slides it around, and then you go in and you're like, "I don't feel quite right. What's wrong with it's this?" like. Got it.
0: Right, got right. Um, so some other things that I really liked is that it has a removable Velcro face pad. Yeah. So it's almost like got a VR cover built into it, which is super smart. Uh, it's got a nose flap to block out the light at the bottom, which was, mm. which was good. Uh, built-in headphones, like I said before. The thing I didn't like uh, was the cable connection right at the back of your head. Uh, we mentioned this on the show previously. Nathie wasn't un- I think you were a bit unsure whether it was a prototype thing. Or, yeah,
3: but it's, but it's still on there. Yeah. It's
0: it's still there. It's, it's part of the final design. And it's like a proprietary mm. connector mm, right stages. at the very back of your head. Um, and when I asked about it, I said, there's a strange move to put a connector there. And they said, well, we we sell a small cable that connects to our backpack. Um, oh. And that's that's why we do it. And really, their their biggest client for this headset is uh, location based VR experiences yeah. and businesses um, that would would probably want to use a VR backpack in conjunction with this headset. Um, but obviously, you know, for, from my perspective, I was just interested in gaming, so I actually asked them to fire up Space Pirate Trainer, which wasn't one of the demos that they were showing on the show floor. <laughs> but they kindly downloaded it for me, and it was funny because the interest in the reverb. As soon as I started playing the game, apparently I had a little crowd gathering around watching me play before that they weren't interested in like, you know, the yeah. sa- health and safety stuff. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it looked great. Uh, but again, space park trainer was being upscaled. Um, but the, I think the issue is, you know, it's still Windows MR tracking, still Windows MR controllers, which, you know, the controllers really suck in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the tracking is, is okay, uh, but, you know, from the Rift S now we've got a bigger tracking volume on that, so I was kind of used to that. But I didn't get to test it really to its limits. But the controllers are, are really bad because they just burn through batteries so quickly. Because yeah. essentially, like they're like two torches in your hands with the the <laughs> with light the tracking.
1: Uh, do you, would you? Um, use, I mean, you, you kind of seem like you're a little bit gutted by the experience. I mean, is this this is your first time with a Reverb, right? So it yeah. sounds like so, it's not too f- amazing.
0: So to summarize, basically, I would say if you're a sim enthusiast racing is your bag flight sims are your bag this is probably the headset for you you know if you've been on the fence about a Pimax or you know a Samsung Odyssey I think this is definitely a headset to add mm-hmm. to your lineup because I think with the with the higher resolution you're going to get the best possible display in in those games and you don't really care about the tracking you don't really care about the controllers because you've got a, a HOTAS or a steering wheel setup. Yeah. so I think um, you know if you're a sim enthusiast definitely consider this headset um, for me I just want a bit more time with it because it was like you know on the show floor it's not ideal only had like 10-15 minutes with it Um, I've asked HP to see if they'll send me one to review properly on the channel Mm -hmm. but I'm waiting to hear back about that Mm -hmm. but yeah it was just interesting to try it on Um, of course the resolution super nice Uh, we'll talk more about the HTC Vive uh, Cosmos which apparently might have a similar display so we might get the, the benefit of the display with better controllers and better tracking with that headset so you know We'll talk more about that in a little bit. So okay. that, that's sort of my experience uh, with the reverb, really.
1: Was there anything else at um, that um, that um, conference that you went to that was interesting in the VR realm?
0: Very few uh, VR bits and pieces there, other than that. Okay. First responder thing. So, so not. You really. went in
1: like a like a contract killer, and you knew your target.
0: Exactly. Although I did get to meet um, Alex from Low Spec Gamer, um, and we got to hang out and chat and have lunch. So he's a really cool dude. Uh, runs a channel that's basically all about running games on the lowest possible hardware. So he was really cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's move into the quick news then. But before we do that, let's uh, say thank you to the sponsor of this episode of the F-Reality podcast, which is Coatsync with their latest game called Shadowpoint. Now, Shadowpoint is a mysterious story-driven puzzle game where you take the role of Alex Bacchett, trying to uncover the mystery of a missing schoolgirl called Lorna McCabe, who vanished from Shadowpoint Observatory 12 years ago. Now, you're guided by uh, the voice of Edgar who is narrated by uh, the legend that is Sir Patrick Stewart and you have to solve these mind-bending puzzles to uncover the truth. Uh, you can check out Shadow Point. It's available on Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest and there's a link to it in the description down below. And I think, uh, you know, Coatsync have been a, a, an amazing sponsor and I th- I'm, I'm super grateful for them sponsoring the show because when you have a sponsor that has a game of that calibre, it's very easy to recommend it as a game. Um, you I know, just- I've been playing. Yeah, I've been yeah. playing it a lot this week, actually, in my downtime, um, because I, it's a game that I really want to finish. And I think I'm about over halfway through now. Me too. And, oh, okay. So you, <laughs> we, might, you might understand what I'm talking about here, because yeah. at the beginning, you will know that the puzzles are mainly revolve around light and your perspective of that light. Well, uh, and now I'm getting to the point where uh, things are literally being turned upside down because it starts messing with gravity.
1: We're in the same spot. You're at, you're at I can say one word, Pendulum. It's, it, holy
0: crap, it's so hard. Like, it's so hard. And, and and the thing is, like, it's games like this and Fisherman's Tale. Like, when I actually think about how they were made, it actually hurts my brain. And I don't know how the developers pull these things off because it's like living in an upside-down world, putting these things together. So hats off to, to sink uh, again. Yeah, great. Looking forward this. to playing it, more of that.
1: It's probably worth mentioning. Um, like, when you pass something, I mean, not to give too much away, but, like, when you get to pass something through a mirror like that, is a really cool feeling so there's this game the thing i like about this game the most um and i'm so like you said mike to have them as a sponsor for the show is really nice um simply because the game deserves the highlight because the 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 kind of build up the curve the learning curve let's say in in the puzzle design is really fair like i find it's really really fair except for the the pendulum bit <laughs> where I started to stop. <laughs> and now that's my, uh, that's, that's punctuated my second half. And it's so funny because the chat was saying that to me as well. They're like, just wait till you get to the pendulum. If you think this is easy, just wait, just wait. And I'm still mm-hmm. stuck at it, but uh, no spoilers. We'll just struggle together and uh, yeah. race to the finish there, Mike. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Definitely. Hopefully I'll get time this week. Um, But the first bit of quick news this week is about Beat Saber. And we mentioned this on our E3 special episode of the podcast last week. Um, We mentioned that Beat Saber has a new track back out, which is uh, Imagine Dragons. Uh, We didn't expect this. Uh, And Nathie, I know you predicted that it was going to be like Marshmallow or something like that, right? Uh, But we didn't get Marshmallow. I think Marshmallow would be an awesome track pack, by the way. So it was a solid suggestion. Uh, But what we completely forgot to mention on that show was that Beat Saber are working on 360, 360 levels for the Oculus Quest. <laughs> um, so if you can imagine playing Beat Saber and rotating in your playspace 360 and blocks are coming at you from all different angles, that's basically how it's going to work. Um, now, they've been demoing this at E3. Did you get to try this, Nathy? Yes. Okay, uh, I'm interested. Am I allowed to... Um yeah sure we should talk about this now then i guess. Um okay. so you, yeah tell us about your experience with these 360 levels because i i, I don't think anyone outside of E3 has played them right.
3: Yeah. No uh they uh so they had had a demo of this 360 game out and they had two uh songs from Imagine Dragons. I don't know how many songs does the music pack have? I think it's Is it like, the whole album?
0: No it's like it's like um 9 9 or 10 tracks i think. Yeah it's about yeah, that. Yeah.
3: But from a specific album, or from all kinds of albums?
0: I think it's from all kinds of Imagine Dragon albums, yeah. Yeah,
3: It's like a mixed up uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So yeah, um, first of all, they call it 360 gameplay, but honestly, it's not really 360 gameplay. Uh, I tried it, it's more... Like 180 in a way. Uh, yeah. At least in one of the tracks I wasn't spinning around like crazy all the way around. Isn't that uh, the name but... of the
1: the technology though? Because I think they're just laying the name down to say we're going there. But maybe the current uh, release isn't going to do the full gamut just yet. Maybe no. they're kind of stepping in. That's that's my guess in terms of the name.
3: Yeah, but it's possible. Mm. I mean, yeah. and, also, it, and it, it's works, uh, it's it 10, works really 10 songs, well. By the way. Rowdy? It's 10 songs, by the way. 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, did
0: you play this demo on Quest or PC?
3: Um, they had it on Quest. Uh, I don't think you could play it on uh, Rift S. Plus, it, Rift S is a cable. So, I mean, <laughs> in, yeah. in that sense, it's going to be an issue. I think this is great for standalone. Yeah. But the moment you have a cabled headset, uh, it's not that handy to well, play. Or if you have a long cable, maybe. But you got to yeah. kind of work around that. But um, so, so, what it is, is it's start, it starts off like a normal Beat Saber track where it's front facing. And there is like this little like laser uh, above you that is like a compass. And every time it moves to other places, you can see that that bright light pointing another way. So you know where you have to look next. And then all these, these blocks start to come in, in, in different, you know, uh, come from different angles. Um, and it's it's definitely definitely feeling new fresh Mm -hmm. like you could play all the tracks again and just have a total different experience and since they are moving they have like different uh, different a different order now so it it yeah it plays totally totally fresh it's super weird the first time you're playing it you're like uh, what is going on here? Like, the first I, I sucked so bad at it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. But then after practicing a bit, it was super fun. But it's just so satisfying to slowly, because you slowly turn and it also uh, mixes up with those Imagine Dragons uh, tracks. Oh. But I, I do think some people are going to say, like, <laughs> hey, I just prefer the classic one. And some people are going to like the new one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna defy like the, mm. the community a little bit, I think, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, it, it came at the right moment, I think, because Beat Saber, honestly, yeah, you can release tracks all the time and that's fun, but after a while people are going to be like, yeah, well, you know, can you maybe do something else gameplay wise? So I think mm. it's a good sign that they, that they are still able to innovate on that, on that sense as well. Mm
0: yeah i think so and like a lot of people were really excited about the announcement as well um but interestingly and you made a really good point and that is that they've said that the 360 levels will be coming to quest because it's standalone and uh, there is no wires but it won't be coming to pc or psvr and they'll likely get 120 degree levels (laughs) um and 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 you know, this is purely down to the wire and they've said it's a safety issue and they don't want people getting tangled up with the cable. Uh, Of course, this is just an experiment right now and this is what they're saying right now. This could all be subject to change. Uh, But I think the community have kind of been a bit upset that if they've been on PC from the beginning and now Mm. Quest is getting kind of like this additional exclusive that they won't be able to play in 360, even if you have a 360 room scale setup. Um,
3: I think it's it's a good excuse to make, but... I don't know. Like there, there are so many other games that are also three hundred and sixty gameplay. Mm. So what what is the difference in that? Exactly, uh, you can I also mean- play that fine with a cable. If you have a, let, let's say, if you have a a cable that has some, you know, some stretch to it, then you can play this. It's it's cool, yeah. you know.
0: And I think uh, certainly if you're a VR veteran, you, you know, you've you've learned to deal with the cable, right? You've learned to deal with the umbilical, uh, you know, <laughs> for all these years. So it is it, it 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 should be something we should be able to play on PC
1: or four cables typically when i'm playing because i've got a sub pack cable headset cable uh the vr headset so i'm in headset these guys and uh, what's the last one? I can't remember. Usually four, though. So it, I mean, I'm not like Nathy. Nathy, if you've seen if you've seen Nathy's cables after he's played, it's like he is a cable destroyer. So maybe it was just thinking of people like you, Nathy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spinning around and <laughs> destroying their cables.
0: Maybe, but yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll hear more about this soon. But uh, I'm yeah. super intrigued, and I, I like the fact that they're trying to mix up the gameplay a little bit, mm-hmm. keep it refreshing, you know, and interesting to play. So hats mm-hmm. off to the team there. Um, so let's move on to uh, the next bit of quick news, which is the HTC Vive Cosmos, because we had some an interesting little tease from HTC this week about their upcoming new Vive headset, the Vive Cosmos. Uh, and they tweeted saying that they're sending out Cosmos units to developers this week, and they'll have more information to share next week. So, uh, you know, if you want to stick around for that, make sure you share, uh, you know, follow them on their social media uh, platforms. Um, but this could finally mean that we're going to get more information about the specs, you know, the price, the release date. And I think right now, it feels like this is badly needed from HTC. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've had uh, big players in in the market screaming loud and clear. You know, Oculus and uh, and Valve as well, um, but HTC have been very quiet. So I welcome yeah. some more news from uh, HTC about what they're going to bring to the table. Uh, because what we do know so far is that it's going to be a headset that features inside out tracking. It's got newly designed controllers, which was a big criticism of the original Vive. And that potentially it could be a hybrid headset that could be connected to a PC and used on the go as a mobile device. Um, So yeah, definitely interested in hearing more about HTC and what their plans are Mm -hmm. for the Cosmos. But what do you guys think about this? Are you sort of interested in this headset?
2: It's been a bit quiet in general around them, like not only regarding to the HT5 Cosmos, but like all of the other stuff that they're doing as well. They're still running 5 port, but even there I don't get that much like like I don't buzz around uh, it or anything also it's kind of silent social it. media right I
3: mean the, yeah exactly not, usually they and, were super active but I don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing Where, where's the, where's, mean, the, I mean, the boom?
1: where's the trailers where's the kind of hype material yeah, that yeah. usually is it just doesn't seem like they would need that much of a marketing budget to put something together even reusing old material just to kind of let people know mm. this little train is it's coming, something that so. they
2: did in the past right
1: I'm just curious mm-hmm. how it's going to how it's going to differentiate itself and how how it's going to land now after everything well, else that's landed with Index and with Quest and Rift S now in I, the market. It's it's kind of an interesting so one. I this...
3: I I do I do think if they if they use certain things from the Vive Focus, this could be a great headset because you do need to realize that the Vive Focus came out a year before the Oculus Quest and this was a standalone headset that did exactly the same thing
1: although but it was price? for developers
3: of course. But it did the same thing so they I'm not saying they had a headset, but they can use that what they learned from that to build this new headset. Hmm. And
0: especially if it's like you know a hybrid of both, because I know there's and we'll touch more on this later with the quest, but there is a dedicated group of people out there that own quests that also want to connect it to a PC to play PC games. Hmm. And it does seem that there is a market for a headset that can do both standalone and PC Mm -hmm. VR. So if they can really nail that, then I think they've got a unique concept that is going to be the only one on the market that can really deliver it in a proper way. Because obviously with the quest, which again, we'll touch on more later, you have to sideload these
1: applications. They're not supported officially. It's really, this is a really weird uh, fork in the road uh, for me, actually, not just considering this Mike, because last time I was excited for a Vive setup, uh, sorry, the HTC Vive, right. And when that launched, super excited for it came box was amazing. Like Christmas, open it up hundred pieces um, but now we've got two different tracks, right? HTCS Cosmos and we've got the Valve Index. So it's a bit like mm-hmm. that's kind of shifted. So I don't know, um, as much as I liked my HTC Vive, I don't really have any either animosity or, or favor pointed at this headset. It's kind of like a new entrant, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. And like I, I touched on with the HP Reverb, you know, if they do use that, lovely resolution 2160 by 2160 it will actually be a higher resolution than you know the the index um so again, that could be the the uh, headset of choice for sim enthusiasts, and also it. because of the controller design looking more like touch controllers, mm. uh, it could be the general purpose gaming headset that we want. But I guess the price point is going to be the real interesting part because uh, yeah. you know with 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 the Rift S, and you know although there's been plenty of criticism about that headset, I totally understand from the community, it is at an amazing price point at three nine nine. That's very hard to yeah, beat. Well, uh, I think, uh, I, think HTC, I think what we like have like now most is that
2: there's not really like a, a one size fits all. You know, there's like yeah. so much choice and so much headsets that are out there right now that mm. people kind of need to like decide like what is it that i really like most or what do i yeah. really want to do and, and just go for that kind of headset and yeah. if that is it hd5 focus or does the oculus quest or the rift s or the valve index i mean yeah there's so much stuff going on or, or yeah. if you like flight simulators you got pimax you got the hp reverb yeah. you got so many stuff out there but so I, I the- mean,
3: you, you do you do need to realize that uh, Facebook is the only one in this in this uh, uh, arena at the moment that can sell headsets with a loss because the mm-hmm. Quest, um. if you would really put the real price tag on it, it would be four hundred, and it's no the way. same with the Rift S. Yeah. So for HTC, like the Vive Focus, is super expensive for people, but that's because they they don't have the luxury to do that. I think if this headset uh, runs Steam. I think that would be a very good one because then you can still play all those games because then they could convert all those games to this headset. and if it's yeah. a hybrid, then, then that would the be great. Thing, yeah. If they If they start with five part only, yeah, I don't know about that. If they if they just allow all the platforms, then that mm-hmm. would be amazing.
2: Yeah, but I mean, Facebook is not going to allow that. I think that uh, other headsets will start running on Oculus platforms. Uh, I think that's a well, it's a bridge. If, if, if it
3: runs on if it runs on Steam and it runs on Vipart Infinity, yeah. then you can also hack into the Oculus uh, uh, system and play those games too. True. Yeah. I, I'm, True, I'm
0: sure, just like we've seen with Quest, that there will be a, a dedicated hardcore community out there that will make real life uh, happen I'm talking on about mobile. Native, as well. of course, you know, yeah. it happens, and I, you know we, what we saw with the Quest was really unbelievable. Like I never predicted that we would have PC VR streaming options, custom beat saber tracks. I just didn't didn't think those things would be possible. And I'm so happy
3: that that it's it's out there. If it was all like super closed, like I, I, I support an open platform at any time, you know, exclusivity has its, you know, momentum and it's sometimes great to have, but open platform in that sense and the community actually making that available for everyone. Yeah. It's awesome.
2: It's great. Yeah. Of yeah course. but I, I was talking more about like native support, of course. I like, I mean, the oh, yeah, Oculus of course. Quest natively supporting a Steam VR, that that would be that would be amazing, of course, because you don't yeah. need to do all that other stuff. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting because if
0: you if you read the book Um The History of the Future by uh uh like is it Harris Blake J. Harris. Yeah um I believe his name is. I think I got that right. Um originally Oculus did want to allow uh vive to work with the oculus store that was on their roadmap and it was only later on through the acquisition and everything that that changed um, um but also uh there was there was also kickback from from valve as well about that so it wasn't just on the oculus exactly. uh, side that that course, happened so just be of aware of that it wasn't it wasn't just oculus of course honestly, that makes here, perfect here sense at because, at because uh, they have E3. an old platform
3: I, sorry go on yeah. Uh so so here at E three there were some some like five Cosmos rumors going around. There were some people here uh, from HTC two. I was asking them about it, they were just giggling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I I'm sure, you know, by this, this tweet that they're gonna be announcing uh more information this week. So you will probably get like a fancy trailer and yeah. all I, the specs that we want.
3: Yeah, what uh, I just hope is that they, they announce it the right way. I think a part of what they sometimes fail at is the marketing. Mm. And not really the the hardware. It's, so it's more like, for who is this headset and what does it do and what. Like, you know what I mean? What market? Because with them, you never really know where yeah. you're going.
0: No, I, I do agree. And certainly with the Vive Pro, the marketing was very confusing because although course, it was a yes. business headset, they had a lot of gaming in the trailer. Exactly, Whereas yeah. the, I, I I think this device, from what I've seen of it, is very much a gaming headset. You know, the, the, yeah. if you look at the design of the controllers, um, it very much looks like a gaming centered headset, so I'm I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Looking forward to hearing more news. Obviously, if we do get more news, mm-hmm. we'll discuss it on next week's show. So I had a question for
1: Nathan, for market-wise, because with this headset, he mentioned uh, obviously the, the the kind of Vive port Steam side to to like the Asian market, right? Aren't they blocked from Steam? So like, what what is their content library that this would then allow? You know, if we're thinking about well,
3: this, you can access Steam in Asia, but of course, it's 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 uh, moderated. Yeah. Um, but most headsets in Asia are running on Vivepart. Vipart is the largest platform there. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but they were super high. And uh, they have, like, all these headsets everywhere in arcades, and they all run on Vivepart. Like, yeah. Asian people love Vivepart, because uh, on Vipart you have European and American games that come their way. So mm-hmm. for them, it's like... You know, they have all the games and they, of course, have a lot of Asian games on there, too. I mean, okay. they have their own specific like mm. stuff that they like as well. So Vipart is a great success in, uh, um, in, in China. And I do think Vipart Infinity is getting better mm. nowadays. You know, all the games that launch on Steam or Oculus Home
4: yeah.
3: are also on Vipart Infinity. There are still a few that they can't get. But the more users they have, the more power they have to get all the developers on board.
1: I just find it really interesting that we um, we like I think you only recognize it once you get into VR and you're like, oh, look at all this VR content I have. And then you recognize that, like you pull the curtain back Mm -hmm. there. There's literally a whole nother world the other side with VR content coming. And oftentimes it's a year or two years before that content comes and reaches us. Some of it never comes this way. And I know mm. that the same is true in reverse, but there's actually mm. quite a bit there that like you see dropping yeah. on Steam, you're like, this is quite polished. Why didn't I hear anything about yeah. this? You know, and it just comes there all of a sudden one day. A think- subscription service
3: in the end has, a, has, has so much potential. It I has thought- so much potential. Yeah, agree.
0: I, I do agree. And I think, um, it, although I've not been particularly interested in Viveport personally, but if I was a brand new newcomer to VR mm. and you just want to taste everything then that's the best way to do it. You get access to everything, and now because it is in called infinity, because you can play an infinite amount of games with your subscription, um, it just makes sense. So if, if you are new, yeah, yeah, then yeah. and maybe we'll see that big push for that service with the cosmos. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it's very interesting. We've got some interesting times ahead. You know, we, we, we've already got the big sort of clash of Oculus and valve. you know the, the valve index <laughs> is coming like literally in a matter of weeks now. Um, And then with HTC thrown into the mix as well, it's going to be very interesting indeed. So looking forward to uh, hearing more about that next week. Um, So the last bit of uh, quick news this week is about Falcon Age um this is an awesome game from outer loop games um and this game has been out on the psvr for a few months now uh you guys got to play it at pax yep. uh, in boston and i think nathan you did like a little interview with the developer of the game i think you I did think it as well Actually, i did yeah we both we yeah. both
1: caught him at different times in his uh yeah. i was gonna say his bedroom but his hotel room <laughs>
0: Yeah, really nice guy. <laughs> really cool. nice guy. And it's yeah. uh, a really interesting and unique concept for a VR game. You know, you have this like special bond with this Falcon that, uh, you know, you have to work together throughout the game to accomplish your, your goals. Um, and it's great to hear that the game is actually coming to PC VR headsets. Uh, but this is the interesting part. It's coming via the Epic Games Store. Oh, Jesus. Um, wow. It's
3: starting already. I told you it's yeah. to start slowly. It's going to get even bigger
0: it is it is and it it is interesting and you know i can understand the the reasoning behind going and choosing that store because Developers get a bigger cut of the profits there. Um, so it's more enticing for them to release their game on that store. And I completely understand and support that if a developer wants uh, to, to release it there to, to get that bit of extra money, especially if they're an indie and and making VR games. You know, you need to get every bit of money you possibly can so you can fund your next game. So I support that. Um, but yeah, it's joining up the lineup with uh, Subnautica and Trova Saves the Universe. Both are out on the Epic Game Store and both can be played in VR with any PC VR headset um we don't have any re- exact release date about falcon age um but i think it's great news that pc players will be able to experience this one because I- i've had it on my psvr uh since like launch and i still haven't played it yet so i guess this is a good opportunity to say okay i'll just wait and play it on pc when it comes so, out
3: so this is an epic exclusive then
0: epic games exclusive
3: yeah but it's, it's like someone has to start building that library there. So I, I yeah. think it's if you're a developer and you get the opportunity to do that, then yeah. you're one of the first ones. And this library only grows from there. As I said, I think there is serious, serious competition from everyone in the market at the moment.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, True. Just quickly, like, what did you guys think of Falcon Age? Because um, I know that Zim kind of had mixed feelings about it like you there were some elements that you really enjoyed but there were some bits that kind of soured the experience
1: yeah i think my i mean my net opinion is it's still a game you're gonna enjoy having played is, is what i'll say but there the flow of the game was probably my my number one concern so there's bits of the game that are really enjoyable and then there's like a desert and then and then like the ending in particular and i won't give any specific things away but like some of the level design at the end is a bit like God that was that's like a 1990s quake level that it just boxes everywhere you know it's like so there's some bits that are wholly unsatisfying and I think that the biggest shame of the thing is you just don't get enough time with your bird like in a game that touts mm. you're gonna build a bond with this animal you don't get enough of that 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 was my main thing but it looks great it, it plays well there's a lot of design in the game it's lovely the sound is good the art style the lighting so you'll have a good time
0: yeah, and that was one of the things about this game that really caught my eye. It was all the gifts that the uh, developers were posting on Twitter <laughs> about these yeah. really cute interactions with the bird, like um, you know, like he was like doing little skateboard tricks and like he had a little top hat on. It was just like so adorable that it made me uh, really like the look of this game. So yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it on PC. I'd love to know in the chat as well if you're looking forward to playing this from the PC as well. I actually,
3: <laughs> uh, I actually met him here. I saw him like walking oh, you did? around. Okay. I think he was demoing the PC version uh, here.
0: That's great. Yeah that's really great so uh yeah that is all the quick news that we've got this week um so let's hand it over to zim find out what uh games are releasing next week that you should be or maybe shouldn't be does, looking that forward mean, to playing.
1: Does that means it's zim time excellent <laughs> all
0: does, right. zim time. so
1: i uh this is really scary lads this is scary we're uh we're, we're going into of my three selections for the week two of them are things that you might even call girly games. Um, Now, one of them we touched on a little bit earlier, and this is uh, Garden of the Sea by Neat. So this just launched and I wanted, although we touched on it in our last podcast, it's just launched. You can get access to the early access edition. It's about five quid, so well worth kind of dipping your toes into if you're interested. And um, you know, it landed the 10th of June. So I'm really interested in this one. Um, I wanted to describe it as best I could, so I think you know I would describe this game as a hardcore punishing sometimes over the top modern day grit filled action packed relaxing on an island garden simulator Wow i like um, so you you have some you have you're you're basically stuck on this on this small island and you're able to um you're able to grow your garden, nurture you know local creatures, interact with them. Um, you kind of shape the world that you're in. They, this is, the, I think they call it. What do they call it? Like bloody early access, anyway. You know something. Early early access. Early early access. So uh, for a fiver, you get entry to that, and it's available there for you on Steam. So mm. I think it's one of those that if you like the, you know, like the like the kind of shape of the game and the looking of it, and you're looking for something that's a little bit chillaxed, um, I'd say that's definitely the way to go. Go feed the birds, listen to the ocean, and check out. It Garden sounds like stream.
3: a light version of Animal Crossing in VR. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm yeah exactly it's a really i would love to have a game like that in VR. yeah
1: (laughs) someone just said the best thing i've heard in chat about this shirt i know it's a little wild someone said did zim's shirt come with an ipd it's like an ipd (laughs) test i think you know it's like those lines that you get at the start for for audio listeners i'm wearing a bit of a as usual a cycling jersey with a with a bit of a swirl pattern to it zim merch that's it so (laughs) second slightly girly game and i think think Nathy's played this one uh, called luna this one was out on pc before he's, he's nodding his head there so luna is again as i said it's, it's a little bit of a it's a it's a softer style game and um you know apologies if, if anyone takes any offense to be calling it a girly game what i mean is that it's um it's a little bit less uh guns and gore and a little bit more kind of on the visuals and this is this is basically a vr terrarium i remember playing this and I don't know if it was just early days on the PC that I played it. Maybe I played an early access version. Because I remember not liking it. But this has essentially got a real unique kind of serenity to it. And and the the visuals of the game, it really looks like it was like drawn on like uh with watercolor and colored pencil, if I was to describe it. So when when you know when I'm seeing this again, and this is now landing for PSVR, it's landing for a price tag of just shy of 12 pounds. Um so I think it's 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 another one of these things now on a different platform to the previous one, Garden of the Sea, which is PC VR. Uh, Luna dropping on PSVR now, um, I think is is one that not only the studio was very, very pleased with, um, it's got quite a bit of <coughs> visual variety um, in terms of what you can see even running in the, in the trailer. So players um, are expected to un- untangle this birds, memories, reveal, plants and animals it's encountered before. And... I suppose my frustration with the game that I had was that it was like too slow paced. And I think I was probably playing it tired, which is never a good combination. So um, this is definitely one that I plan to revisit. But I'm really curious, Nathie, what were your thoughts, of Luna when you got to play this?
3: Yeah, it's, as you said, it's very slow paced. Uh, it it has some some puzzles that are not super hard to solve. It's it's more about the, it's also like a relaxation thing. I I, I felt like, you know, it's, it's artistic, it has some, beautiful soundtracks uh, and 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 it it doesn't like it tells the story through the visuals um and i don't know how long does it take to i think i finished the whole thing i uploaded the whole thing on my channel so if if you want to kind of like see what it's all about then watch it it's hard to explain but it's for a specific audience for sure it's like like if you like art if you like to watch art if you like to experience art this is something to to check out
1: yeah, good. Thank you. Well said. Well said. Lads, did did either of you uh try Lunum as well?
3: I uh, I'm I'm getting
0: some vibes that I have played this game, but because I can't see the trailer, I'm not quite sure. So I'm just going to not comment.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I've I've
2: seen, I've seen the trailer and I I know the, uh, I know the videos of it as well, but I haven't played it. It's more like, like a a movie like experience.
1: Yeah. Like it reminds me of like going through um, a tilt brush or like one of those Oculus studios experiences. Mm. There was, there's a specific Mm. one I'm thinking of with a mother and an astronaut or a writer and, I, can't I, know that, uh,
2: I know that I know that Lisa Koshy does a voice in it.
1: Oh, like, really? Does she? Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. Cool. I believe so. Um, so there you go. So the third one. Uh, this one is is not in the same genre of game. Not in the same genre of game whatsoever. Uh, landing on the 20th of June, we have. And please cue the um, <laughs> Cantina band for this one. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I can do that that theme. We have <laughs> Vader Immortal. The long-awaited Vader Immortal uh, finally coming to Oculus Rift. Now, nice. uh, I don't know. I'm sure you can find a way to um, <laughs> jailbreak that one and play it on a different headset, but Rift owners uh, have been waiting for this. I'm certainly looking forward to it, having just beaten Vader Immortal earlier this week, um, looking at the upscaled visuals and seeing how they um, how they exchange that. I mean, with with a lab like... ILMX lab behind this, that kind of studio, being able to step into the, you know this galaxy far, far away, is definitely something that I'm keen on comparing to what we got on Quest. Um, but I, I, I have to say, I, I had some very funny Quest bugs. Um, there's a part in the game which is showing in the trailer where you're climbing up a ladder, and um, this robot is, is helping you out. I forget the robot's name, but she's helping you up the ladder. And um, the robot lifted me up successfully, but then successfully held onto my hand permanently and shoved me into a door uh, so that like, I literally, it was a game breaking bug. I could not continue. And she, and and the the robot was getting irritated with me that I wouldn't go down the way and like pull up a handle. And I'm like, I let, let my hand, Go, cool, woman! You know, and and I had to reboot the headset to get the app to yeah. run properly and reload my save file. Lost, I, I don't know, two minutes of gameplay. Adventures of Zimbo. <laughs> so I actually had one too. Did you? Okay. It's, yeah, it's uh, like you go into
3: an elevator. It's like, yeah, come into the elevator. So I was standing in the elevator. It's like, okay, so are we going up or down now? And he's like, come into the elevator. Like, but I'm in the elevator. If <laughs> yeah, I come into the elevator, okay. Well, maybe I should restart this now. Yeah.
1: So there are, but the thing is, I guess I always like those little bugs, especially when it comes from a really good studio, because you're kind of like, ha you're human too. Uh, but I, anyway, if if you've been waiting for Vader Immortal landing twentieth, um, it's a, let's suppose at the moment you, I don't know what the price is going to be there. I think it's going to be similar. So it was seven ninety nine in pounds and yeah. about ten dollars. Um, so I think that's, I would say that's fair for what you get. And there are some yeah. good moments. And there's some really good voice yeah. acting. And I think we've all unanimously really enjoyed the title. Mike, you said it was yeah. top year for year of the year, was it? Uh,
0: so it's actually taken second place now. Um, uh-huh. uh, it's only been trumped by uh, Blood and Truth. Oh, but, yeah. 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 I think, you know, the, the price is totally fair for what you get. Uh, it is relatively short 45 minutes to an hour. Hmm. But if you're a Star Wars fan, this is like. Yeah. This is like a must buy. You are going to love this so much. Yeah. And and personally, mm. you know, it's been like, what, uh, two or three weeks since I played it on Quest. So yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to playing it again on, on Rift uh, just yeah. to see what the upgraded visuals look like. And
1: Did yeah. did you play the, the lightsaber dojo bit? Because I haven't touched that yet. And that's the part where you can kind of play as much as you like.
0: Yeah, so I've played a bit of it. Um, so basically, depending on your ranking, you can unlock uh, different sabers and different environments. Uh, and i'm kind of intrigued how this is going to play out on huh. rift or pc vr headsets in general because of the wire like we were talking about earlier with like 360 movement because in the lightsaber dojo you have to move around 360 a lot because the little remotes uh, as you can imagine from like the the luke's lightsaber training in the in the uh, a new hope yeah, yeah. um they, they're, they're firing at you 360 and if you get hit once then you lose yeah. a little medal and that'll that'll prevent you from unlocking sabers and stuff so i think it's going to be more of a challenge to play this on pc unless you've got like a wireless module like the, the they,
3: they, you know, they get the, weaker like we, we talk about it like it's a weakness now and it is like standalone yeah
0: it's it does have a, a slight advantage yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm gonna be playing through it again definitely and i'll try out the up up Dojo. on the ground.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's all good. Anyway, so, so if, if you are looking for a tale of a boy named Luke and his dog named Wookie, uh, then do check out Vader
0: Immortal. It, it, it's kind of funny. Like, uh, I just had this vision in my mind of that iconic scene from Empire Strikes Back where the at-at the is kind of like falling down. And that's basically what you're going to be like with the cable wrap around your legs playing Vader Immortal Loco
3: the dojo. That
1: was freaking amazing. All right, and I does, actually
3: does, met him, by the way.
1: Oh, You met a Wookiee. Oh, Nathan's flashing a picture from E3. He's standing next to a Wookiee that's easily a third taller than him in terms of body. size. that's a big Wookiee. He looks like he th- smells like th- uh, wet a wet no Wookiee. Does he smell like that? <laughs> I didn't. It's kind of rude to smell
3: a Wookiee if you treat him for the first time. Okay. You, you know? don't want to upset a Wookiee, that's for sure. Gotta like a Wookiee.
1: A couple of other quick announcements. Um, so, Journey of the Gods is also landing on PC. If you were you know, pining at that on Quest. So any Rift S owners out there who are like, I need something, that's a pretty good looking little game. I haven't beaten it yet. Any of you guys beat Journey of the Gods yet?
0: Yeah, I did. Um, and I thought it was okay. I thought it was, you know, it was all right. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Um, it got a bit repetitive. Mm. Uh, there was some. There were, there were some things they really tried to do um, to mix up the gameplay elements between yeah. the different levels. And they didn't quite execute that as well as I mm. thought they could have done. Um, but in terms of the art style, you know, it looks like Zelda in VR. It kind of plays like Zelda in VR, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought overall, the, the complete package, it was kind of just, it was okay to good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. I'm kind of it's, getting it's, that. While playing it, it kind of, seems kind of like worthwhile playing, the lights and the colors and the, you know, weapons. How long did it take you? Because I'm about... Two and a half hours through? Yeah, I think it was about
0: five hours. Okay. Um, And it does have a satisfying payoff at the end, you know. And and the God modes are really cool. And they use VR in a very clever way. You know, you get that, you can look down and the world is like a toy box all of a sudden. So they did some amazing things. Like, put it this way, if they made a sequel to this game, I would be very excited about it. Because hopefully they could iron out some of the things that weren't so great mm-hmm. and make it a really stellar game. Well, or,
3: or, or, if Oculus gives them a bigger bag of money, they could make Left for Dead <laughs> in VR. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Left for Dead. I'd love, yeah. to, I'd love
1: to look into this treasure trove of Oculus is like warehouse of bags of money for developers. <laughs> yeah, that's for Left
2: for Dead. That's for Half Life Three. That's <laughs> so it is kind of interesting
0: that Turtle Rock are making a Left for Dead game called Back for Blood um so because they have dipped their toes into vr it would be amazing if they added some sort of like vr support to that but i don't think it's going to happen unfortunately yeah, yeah I, I've, I love
3: I've, it. I've, I've i've had a dinner with uh with the community manager a couple of days ago and we were talking about their new game but there's no sign of vr yeah no, sadly yeah. Yeah, that, and it's i backed of, them i backed them like i i, I was like please,
0: please please yeah
3: but no no um
0: but out of the two games like i i preferred actually um uh what was the other one face your fears too i thought that was really great i had an amazing time oh. with that game <laughs> um I, need, I, need, I, I, I do think they're a great studio.
1: I need, I need to definitely, uh, I haven't tackled that one yet. That's, uh, you reminded me now, I'm going to have to go do that this week.
0: I'm surprised actually, because that was one of the, we were both very excited about it after OC5.
1: And, and then I think it was because you and Rowdy got confused and it was like, oh, oh there's right, two yeah. branches. And so I dipped into it for kind of a taster. And then I backed off of it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll, I'll leave it and I'll wait a week or two. That's how I tend to do that. It's like wine. It gets better with age. Um, I had one final thing. I would be remiss if I didn't say this. To all of my fans out there, not my fans, but the fans of Firewall, that the latest patch finally fixed the multiplayer matching that has been broken for about four weeks since they dropped the latest content. So I want to thank First Content Entertainment for finally giving me back my baby. It is such an amazing game for me. It's still top dog. And my God, you will find me playing more Firewall this week for sure, because the gameplay is amazing. (laughs) There you go. And, 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 what,
3: and what do you then then say after you got this fix?
1: What, say that again.
3: And what do you then say after it got fixed?
1: Thank you, thank Papa you. Frank. Oh, thanks.
3: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also thank you, Frank, for this upcoming new game you have.
0: Yeah, Solaris. Yeah, definitely looking forward to hearing more about that game. Maybe we can uh, tie Frank down when we see him at an event sometime and get some, some scoops from him. Awesome. That's um, our
1: releases done for the week. Awesome. I'll- Back to you in the green room, Mike. Awesome. So
0: just quickly, I just want to mention as well that uh, Face Your Fears 2, they also launched a little update this week that you can just play the fears now. Mm. Uh, They had a lot of uh, community backlash saying that they didn't like the uh, story uh, approach to the game. I personally loved it. I thought it was great. Um, They just wanted to experience the fears. So now you can just jump straight into the fears without actually playing the game at all. So uh, the community asked for it. Turtle Rock gave them to it. So, yeah.
1: There you
0: go. That's nice. So, so let's talk about juicy, juicy mm. uh, sort of like <laughs> talking points because this is huge. This is this is like being the top of Twitter and the top of Reddit all this week and it's all been about the Oculus Quest Store rejections, uh, specifically games and apps that have been rejected that aren't going to be on Quest for various different reasons. And this is because Oculus have a curated process for the Quest over the Rift. And we've talked about this previously on the show, uh, but basically now you've got to sort of pitch Oculus your idea for the Quest. Mm. They they should tell you early days whether it's a goer or not. Um, But a a couple of developers that received Quest developer hardware thought that was a green light that their game would be on their store. So started developing their game for their store and then got rejected, which is awful because they've spent a lot of time and effort making a game for quest that ultimately isn't going to see the light of day um you know we saw some examples of that like uh, make real with loco dojo uh, electric hat games with to the top and then last week we mentioned about virtual desktops vr streaming feature and again like when we mentioned virtual desktop streaming feature we kind of said you know like the developer was kind of a bit concerned about what oculus was going to think about it anyway so there was kind of signs that it wasn't going to go down well and we kind of thought this might happen as well Uh, but they did actually say to him you know you really need to remove this feature from your apple together Mm -hmm. uh, which he did Um, but of course this all this combined caused a lot of uproar within the community and people getting upset about it so I thought it was an interesting topic to talk about and get sort of our opinions on it Um, one game that sort of now has sort of come back from the breach and that is Pavlov because there's been a couple of moments where they've said that it's not going to be on quest and now as of last night the yep. developer has said it is going to be on quest uh, you can play an early access version of it if you sideload it on your quest but it will be coming the full game will be coming eventually okay. um so let's get your opinions on this first and again in the chat feel free to join in because i'd love to know your opinions on this as well how do you feel about this whole curated store on oculus quest because i know nathan you mentioned earlier. you know your you know, you support an open platform. Of course, the Quest isn't that. Same with Rift as well. It it kind of is a closed garden in that sense, but it does have access to Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how do you feel about the Quest in store in particular?
2: I think, we um, like we we talked about this before, huh? like uh, what we thought about the curated process, and I think we all agreed back then that the curated store is the way forward because it's so small but mm-hmm. at the same time we would like to have another store or another something where those kind of experiences that don't cut it or that don't get that people can just yeah. upload like how was it called again for the original Oculous share Oculous Share. yeah exactly that to have to have that as a sort of like a, you know like a, a wild wild west of like whatever is on there's on there it's not curated it's not it's not monitored it's not whatever um but that people can can do their thing there and I think that is still like I'm gonna stick by that point. I still think that the curated store for Oculus Quest is a, is a good way forward because there are the majority of people probably that are buying Quest now are looking for a curated experience. And the reasons why certain games get rejected, of course, is a one-sided store. We don't know the the motives mm-hmm. behind that because we only hear from the developer. We don't, we of course, we don't get to hear from Oculus exactly what reasons they are. Maybe they're very valid reasons. Maybe there are reasons because they uh, the something that the deaf can't do something that the deaf don't want to do. We, we don't know. So it's a very one sided story, uh, but I do think that a curated experience, a curated store for the Oculus Quest is still the way to go. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be a way to have something that is non curated.
1: Okay. Mike, Mike might already be lined up to touch on this, because Mike is a good guy for doing his homework. You all know that. But I don't know if you saw Jason Rubin's 14 tweet string last night, um, but for the first time, Uh, the oculus is normally silent on this stuff Mm -hmm. and actually in his new role it's very interesting to see jason step out and actually give an account at least from the oculus side admit Mm -hmm. some faults um touch on some specific titles like the ones that you mentioned mike yeah and go through that and i i found that to be very uh very much a breath of fresh air in, in in an arena where we've seen mostly just what i'll call the fog of war like just just this stormy overpass and, and, and no detail so it was really great and i would recommend i won't show everything all of it I'll, I'll flick a little bit of it on on the screen now for those who are watching the video but um i just thought it would be worth your while if you're looking for that detail uh, to go into it so mike you're nodding your head do you, do you want to make a comment about this yeah so i i
0: totally agree and we've mentioned this before on the show about like oculus having a, f- a front person you know uh, someone that that. That tackles these issues and is very clear and transparent with the community and gives them an answer, even if it's not the answer that they want, but gives an answer and a justification as to why. And just like you, I thought it was a a really great approach from Moculus to say, this is why and this is what we're doing, and this is what we want. And and it was a long thread on Twitter, and like uh, Zim said, I urge you to go check it out. I think someone's pasted the whole thing on Reddit as well. But I've got like a little snippet condensed version of it that I'll read out. This is from Jason Rubin, obviously uh, um, head of content soon moving into a different role within uh, Facebook. But he said, uh, I want to clarify our goal for Quest and clear up some misconceptions about our curated process. The VR community must expand and become a viable medium. We believe Quest is the first VR hardware that has the potential to do so. So we're extremely sensitive as to what we present to new VR users. Consumers expect high quality apps at launch and after, and updates that add flawed experimental features don't work for some users or otherwise create a bad experience are not acceptable. This may require a trade-off with features some users like and interests of the broader community. We apologize for falling short with a few devs we sent our Oculus Quest dev kits to before we had settled our creation process. We asked Virtual Desktop to roll back an update, obviously referring to the VR streaming feature. And this feature compromised comfort, safety, and quality to different levels for different users. Let's work together to push VR forward. Right. And, hey, like
3: uh, I, I, do, I do like what he's saying here, but he doesn't, of course he can't do that, but it's also because of the closed ecosystem, of course, yeah. that with virtual desktop, they don't want people to play on Steam. But he's not saying that, of course, but that's also one of the biggest reasons why this got pulled.
1: Yeah. Which I find, which I found a really, I think you're right. I think there's reasons why you can't say that it's kind of written on the wall already, but I also find that if you're going to be open, be open. In other words, say all the reasons because we all see it. We know it. We're not, we're not, they they,
3: they promote it. I mean, they, they support a a closed ecosystem themselves. So it's no secret. There is, they can just be open about that.
0: And a part of the thread that I didn't read out was that apparently they received complaints about that that app 's feature, and i was like i don't don 't buy that um, but I do understand it. I do get it because like if you're playstation you 're not going to allow an app on your store that allows you to play xbox games it 's as simple as that if you put it down to the basics, which that 's what it that 's what it boils down to you know uh, oculus are investing a lot of money in exclusive yeah. content. And they want you to to try that exclusive content, which is fine. I, I think way- I think
3: every dev knows that too, and I think every yeah. dev knows how far they can go, but I think in this case they like communication is key, right? So I, I think there was something going wrong there where you don't yeah. know how far you are allowed to go with certain things. And then you try to just test out the waters and see what happens, right?
0: Yeah. And and for me, I, I get it. You know, if you if you're a, a newcomer to VR, you buy a quest. If you have a bad experience, then that's you kind of done. Yeah. Uh, because I've met so many people, and you guys probably have, have the same, where yeah. you sort of say, they, they say, "Oh, well, what do you do? You could be in an event like E3, for example. What do you do? Oh, I'll, like I have a, a VR dedicated channel. Oh, I can't do VR. I just can't stomach it. I get sick. And then you you sort of ask why you sort of delve into why, sure. and then you find out that someone put them on like a VR roller coaster for their first VR experience. <laughs> no. Don't ever do that, yeah. by the way. Don't ever demo <laughs> VR in roller coasters. Ooh, to new people. Hang on, my
1: first ever demo was the Oculus roller coaster <laughs> so many, demo. I, I, I know, so I many know. people.
0: But it's not good for newcomers. Um, <laughs> but I, I ache in it to going overboard with alcohol. Like I'm sure we've all had an experience in our lives where we've got blind drunk on a, a certain brand of alcohol. And for me, it was when I was younger. You know, I, I went crazy on Bacardi was sick as a dog and now I can't even smell the stuff without it churning my stomach and the problem is like if you have that experience in VR where you feel sick the first time you try it you'll always associate that sick feeling when you try a VR headset on
3: I I totally I totally get that and I think with with Pavlov that makes sense this whole story with virtual desktop that was a total different different problem because those users like the thing is this feature that he added because you could stream to steam you could play steam games on your quest that's what uh most people who buy the quest are not looking for because it's a standalone vr headset it's mm.
1: it's
3: it's it's not made to to uh to do that it, it's yeah. possible you can do it but it's it's better to play it uh the way it's supposed to be
1: played i, I agree i back oculus's move on this for that reason is that i just wish they would have said. Look, I mean, they did to an extent. They said it's for the comfort of these users. And actually, Mike, uh, you know, reading the same thing that, that Jason had posted about um, about the complaints that came in, that sounds, that sounds valid, actually, that someone, some Muppet, <laughs> sorry, you yeah. know who you are out there, yeah. you know, out there was like, dear Oculus, I tried this thing that Reddit told me. It was broken. Can you please have it removed? And cut the guy's bollocks off. Anyway, so, you know, (laughs) guys out there busting his balls trying to get this stuff working. I got to play with it for the first time this week. I know you guys covered it earlier. Um, I played Pavlov. And actually, I was able to get a kill. It took a little bit of doing because there was a little (laughs) bit of a delay. But all in all, I was like, the thing I was most impressed about for this technology, and thankfully it's available now to side load, um, is, is the resolution. It's like the resolution of that headset is better than any other headset in my house. And if I stream games to it, there's no artifacting. There's no like compression. It's just working, so, and that's that's mind-boggling.
3: So, 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 this this the tweets that Jason Rubin uh, did were they also in a blog post on the Oculus? Because not everyone is following Jason Rubin. I think most people are, most consumers are not on Reddit. You know, most uh, Quest users, surprise, 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 are not on Reddit. They don't even know what Reddit is. That's for the you know the VR bubble. Um, so I yeah. I wonder if they made this even more. But I, I don't think they wanted to put it too big on the radar um, because this yeah. is more relevant to the, the VR community. community. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's our job it, anyway. We'll, uh, we'll, it, we, we were the ones with the megaphone to let people know about this thing. Yeah. And I think that Twitter is the fine platform because if you ask me if I see a tweet from Jason Rubin first or an Oculus blog post, frankly, it's the tweet from Jason that I'm going to see before the blog post. <laughs>
0: yeah and i think it was the fact that they couldn't control the quality of the stream from your pc to the quest you know because it it is all dependent on your hardware you know if you've got a five gigahertz router you're probably going to have an okay experience but it's not flawless um but anyway like it's kind of interesting that people are up in arms about it because you don't see the same people up in arms about the psvr which also has a very curated store very it's kind of odd and you know although PSVR players do complain about custom Beat Saber tracks and I can understand that Uh, because they're the only ones that don't have them now, which I get. Um, But obviously they do have this curated store. You know, Sony is very strict on what they allow on their store and and so far, you know, that's been a great experience for everyone and that's why we keep on touting the PSVR as a great new headset for VR newcomers because you can guarantee the quality of the games there.
2: And that's also the main reason why I'm saying that I think that the curated store is is the way forward Mm. for the Oculus Quest because they are saying, you know, it's the console experience for virtual reality. Correct.
4: Yeah. So, yeah, but you yeah, you can you can sense. hear
3: the frustration under developers that the, the the communication sometimes doesn't go that well, and it's a shame because you work so long on a feature yeah. that in the end is exactly. not going to make it. And then Oculus also has, of course, their reasons. But yeah. uh, the the thing is, I, I I do think that Oculus, like they, you can sideload, yes, but it's still also something they don't want. Although yeah. it's nice to have, but they don't want it. I don't think they want it because now with virtual Desktop it's like, "Oh, but then I just you know, if you block me, I'm just going to I'm just going to allow people to sideload it." So the yeah. problem is not solved. They but don't ha- want it on the Quest at all. They don't want it on the Quest. Even side load wise they don't want to
1: have this feature on there. How much of the pyramid, though, is going to do that? You know what I mean? Like, if you draw yeah, a pyramid of consumers, small. it's going to be a very yeah. small percentage. So I think that yeah, but it, making the yeah, okay, barrier for now, the for experience now. just yeah. just beyond the comfort line is going yeah, to cut yeah. out probably 80%, if not more, yeah. probably 90% of the people who are Quest more. owners. Exactly. It's probably yeah. like 95 yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so. and, and And the thing I wanted to debate with you guys, because I think my opinion on oculus share has maybe changed um, because of some of the releases over the last year but i'm really curious where you stand on it because like originally right we had oculus share back in the dk one and dK two days, and you could freely uh, get apps and you could download them. it was kind of backed by oculus. then we had the c v one launch and when that launched, if you remember there was kind of like an like an early access section i can't remember whatever it was called yeah yeah, and actually that died to death because it did it, it, because it was pretty rough like after a couple of months of decent stuff in there, it turned into tripe like it, it turned into the <laughs> bad parts of steam and then I think what's happened now is that there isn't an obvious solution between you know, let's give them let's give them free reign, like yeah. kind of what Steam has turned into, right? And you see what goes on there because of the releases I highlight every so often, yeah. and and then on the other side, hmm. you know, having something as formalized and built in as what we saw with the CV1 launch, which I think as well would be a mistake on Quest. So,
3: yeah, it early, does early does Oculus access. Share actually early.
1: have a spot in today's world? Early, early but isn't like another solution?
2: Spot? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nadi.
1: Like early access still exists
3: even on the quest, but it's the it's up to the developer now to give you access to their to their demos. But I think what is so important about making a good game is that you have a crowd to test your game on. An actual mm. crowd that knows what VR is or is kinda of getting into VR. And mm. right now I've I've spoken to so many devs here at E3 that say, like, wow, we're so happy that you're testing our game now. Now we can see if it's really good. And I'm like is there no place where you can No, there is no place where you can test your games mm. and say, so like, hey, here are like a hundred people that are gonna play it and they all give feedback and now that's what you need in the end. You need different people. You, you to You do test
2: have it. things like uh, like itch.io and stuff like that, where yeah. games get featured on as well. Like Gorn started out that way, and yep. uh, it it really took yeah. off. So, I mean, if if your game is, is really solid, then I still think that if you if you put it on like a platform like that, people will pick it up. Of course, you need mm, to get right. into the community on Twitter to like. Yeah. Relying only yeah. on itch.io is not gonna gonna go and do yeah. it. But there are, yeah. like, some uh, some pearls yeah. that came out of there, though, and eventually think, hit Steam or Oculus. or
3: yeah. I think Oculus, like, if Oculus would do it, then they want it to be well hidden because they don't want the consumers to get their hands on it because mm-hmm. then they, as Mike said, they get maybe a bad experience. So it, right now, there is early access, but as I said, it's very well hidden. But I do think with... Um
0: with the quest is a, it's a better method because right now on rift like if you're a rift owner and you go in the store and you got a new releases like 80 percent of the stuff yeah, on there is yeah. absolute garbage yeah. and and you don't want that on quest no. you know you pretty much every game on quest it works well it yeah. performs well you're going to have a good experience regardless of what, yeah. game, what game you choose and that's great <laughs> um and i think the thing is with the quest you do have the best of both worlds right now yeah. because if you do want to experiment you could sideload them. You know, sideloading is relatively easy. Yeah. It takes yeah. like ten minutes of effort, uh, and then once it's set up, it's done. And you can you can experiment to your heart's content. Um, yeah. But I do agree with Zim. Like it's it's probably like five percent of quest owners yeah, that are actually but, interested in doing these. But, things. but doing what? what
3: what? But what if it grows? Because this will grow. And if let's say it's same with Beat Saber. Some people right now think that mods are a part of the beat saber game if people mm. think that this becomes like oh yeah but you can also stream and they think it's a part of the of the mm. of the oculus quest then it will be a problem for now it's small and also... but these quest users that are now not that experienced will later on get more and more experience with what they can do with it so if the if the group is too big yeah. they're gonna they, they're gonna do something against it
1: but there's another thing here right so we're actually talking of like the two hemispheres and this is what I like to think about when I think about games washing into these stores, right? You have a ton of gamers who want kind of stuff now, you know, early access. It's why it was what spawned early access. And you have developers, university level developers these days, even teens, you know, developing apps and little indie jams and stuff like that. VR is the new hot thing. There's going to be hundreds, thousands of these titles that are like really interesting and yet like like rowdy said diamonds in the rough are going to pop out of that Mm -hmm. and they're going to end up being like beat saber like i mean that's going to happen so what is the incubation channel for that stuff today what is it Mm -hmm. because i can tell you i don't know where to go
0: uh, so I would say Reddit and sideloading is your best
2: bet. Yeah, Reddit, want. Reddit Itchio, probably Reddit, Reddit and
1: Kickstarter and Itch, yeah. and those yeah. are like those I, are the places I might hear about. You know, and I, also, I, also
2: I, something I wanted to wanted to touch on. If I mean, five percent might be a small number now or in the future, yeah. but let's not forget that unhappy customers are always the ones that are most vocal. And if you mm-hmm. have, for example, a million people and five percent of that uh, are unhappy with their with their with their purchase, mm-hmm. with their purchase. There will still be a lot of people that will be very vocal about how unhappy they are. So yeah. that's, that's true. Something to take that's mind. true.
0: And and the thing is, we don't know right now how many quests were sold, but we did get some interesting facts that they've sold five million dollars worth in software mm. uh, in the first couple of weeks yeah. after release. Yeah. That's, that's five million dollars in software, like that's great. And like I think the, the the big takeaway from this is that you know they are really healthy numbers, and that if you're a developer. Hopefully you're going to be, uh, you know, attracted to the fact that you've got this created store. If you deliver a quality content that your app is likely going to do well on Quest. Uh, So it's worth the extra effort. And I personally open, uh, you know, have open arms to developers to come and and bring their top notch -notch games to the Quest. You know, I I,
1: got to say something here from a personal side, right? This is the first time in our family budgeting that we've had to say, right, honey. We're going to agree a quest budget and you can, you can go ahead and do that. And that's not for <laughs> me. That's for my wife. She's like picked up the Imagine Dragons up, tracks off Beat Saber and stuff. Like she's a gamer and we're both, but we're busy people. And, uh, mm. you know, she's a really busy mom. But like this is the first headset, so low friction. And it's allowing that money to reach the devs who need it. And yeah. it's really interesting because none of the other headsets in the house had her attention because they've been too high friction and this is like this is so good so i'm not surprised at all at the dollar amount because even i've i bought stuff on the quest you know what i'm i'm I'm, you know life or i'm uh whitelisted like you guys you know for the content so it's hard for me to buy stuff on it but i have (laughs) so there you go it's just a great it's a great
3: store to kind of finish up this this subject the thing is sideloading needs to change because right now everyone is like not everyone but the people that are interested are Mm sideloading but you're agreeing to this this long form that you are a developer and everyone just fills into something and they're not a developer so in the end you're kind of agreeing to something that you have officially you're not allowed to to be in. Sorry, you, you a company talk, in your... just
1: for clarity here, uh, Nathy? Are you talking about the uh, the onboarding process for the Oculus Developers Program? Yes. Yeah. So
0: basically, you have to register as a developer yeah. to so, enable side loading.
3: So Oculus now sees that this doesn't work because they are just consumers just filling in like random stuff. Well, this is a system for developers with a mm. company that is like registered. So the moment mm. you agree to this you're you're pretty much putting something there that doesn't exist. And I'm not mm. saying you shouldn't do that. I mean, everyone de- did it at some point somewhere, but it shows that the system doesn't work. This, so it yeah. needs to change because this is for developers in the end.
0: But I, I do hope that they um, allow side of loading con- to continue because this is like yeah. this is like the Oculus share. This is the experimental zone. Yeah. People are putting in a lot of uh you know effort to do this. So they they likely yeah. know what they're getting into. True. Um, no, I
3: totally agree. But yeah. it, it becomes problematic when you start agreeing to things that, that you are not allowed to yeah. be in
0: yeah good point, good point. so yeah, that is um the oculus creation. I love how it. we feel about it. <laughs> these juicy topics. topics,
1: Mike, every time it's good. you see us all get just like fired up on it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it's I great this, this lovely look in rowdy's face in particular in his eyes he just <laughs> he gets this this look of just uh, you know.
0: yeah gets it, Dismissal. It gets rowdy he gets rowdy um, get him rowdy, so let's round up the show then by talking about the the v r games and experience that Nathie got to try at e three this week. Um, I'm super intrigued about what you got to try. Maybe she can, you can tell us about the, the sort of the list of stuff you got to try and um, and sort of describe it. It'd it.
2: be funny if, if, if Nate now goes like, oh, yeah, I yeah, I didn't play any of the VR didn't have games. Time. No, I just too busy played doing like meetings. cyberpunk too busy. and like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, so first of all, how did you all experience the show? Did you think there was enough VR? Of course we had the stream, uh, with all the games, but I'm sure you have seen some videos of the show floor. Uh, what did you think?
1: It's probably worth punctuating that, actually, was- to, just to mention that. So for anyone who does regularly watch the show and carefully watches episode by episode, we had a special episode there midweek, wrapping up E3, and I thought it was a pretty entertaining cast covering the majority of the kind of best news from there. Of course, I'm, I'm like Mike, very interested in what Mike, uh, what Nathan has to say. I, I think what we said in, in that, or um, one of the comments that I made was, last year was down to like disappointing level right 2018 was like not enough this year is as expected and i would expect next year to kind of get to another level up mm-hmm. because of the interest in 2019 now and basically what happens you know in the in the back rooms is hey can you build me a vr app yeah i'll fund mm-hmm. that let's go let's make this happen you know those kind of business yes. conversations yeah. fuel up when you see the kind of spike ups in consumer interest mm-hmm. that we saw this year
2: and and also the uh, the quality of the experiences has like clearly yeah. improved if you look at like things like Inspire 1, lone Echo mm-hmm. 2, you know the the kind of games that I'm making it's it's not going it, to it is something that you that you look at and you go like oh man yeah. I,
3: I really want Also also that. some very I, like I the ones that have that. been announced like a lot of good indies too you know of of studios we haven't yeah, seen yeah, before yeah, a lot of course. like new uh businesses joining the, Concepts, you know hmm? the adventure um so I I think uh from from my perspective uh, there were enough games that got announced Maybe there wasn't, there weren't many of those that got demoed on the show floor. Hmm. Uh, uh, as we said, PlayStation wasn't uh, on the floor. Uh, Oculus was there. Vive had some kind of presence, but I don't know how and where. And maybe Vive Cosmos, I don't know. Maybe. Um, and that's about it. And then some, of course, small indies and and other. You know businesses around the show floor. So Oculus had the biggest presence there with the Quest and uh, the Rift S. Was it? An so, imp- I didn't
1: see any pictures of that. Like, was it? Was it an, as impressive as as their PAX lineup, or was it like a, a
3: pivot from um, that? I, I, th- I think it was as big, but it was different. I thought that they were just going to move all the stuff from PAX to. But they had a super interactive booth you could take uh, a photo with olivia from lone echo you could uh attack one of the the demons from uh, asgard's uh, wrath you could do uh beat saber mixed reality and take your video home Uh, you could uh, uh interact with uh quill the mouse from moss so that's that's a great way to spin it where you first get to interact with these characters, take a photo, and then you can also play the game. So it's more of a package deal now if you mm. come to a show and get some more than just like, oh but I played this demo, but no one can really see what I played. But Beatsaver was like, Well, I played this and this is what it looks like. That's yeah. super smart. I thought
0: the most impressive thing that I saw was was uh quill from Moss. It was basically a hologram, yeah. right? On, yeah. on a on a like yeah, a, a and it yeah. just looked so adorable, mm-hmm. like
3: it looked amazing.
0: Yeah. That looked and, so. I'm um,
3: very impressed. They had a contest going on where if you took a photo and you send it to them on Twitter, um, you could actually win uh, stuff. So you could, for example, win uh, a little uh, quill a statue. They're like super rare. Still, don't have one. Dang it! Polyart um, games, if you're listening, yes,
0: <laughs> yes, I, I, I need well, quill won. in my life
1: me too send me one i absolutely I totally love they've been you. doing this since like 2016 the gamification of a convention i support that 100 like i think yeah. that turning taking taking mm-hmm. your game and promoting it through another kind of game where they're you know you mm-hmm. gotta find this mouse in the convention that you reward them, yeah so so smart that's yeah. really cool
3: they also they also had a, a beat saber photo booth and you could uh hold two of these like sabers and kind of uh um, yeah well hit the blocks on the beat it was just like a uh like tv screens around you um and you could take those mm-hmm. sabers home after taking a photo so um yeah there were, were some things you could win they didn't have a stage at packs like they had um you know here at e3 where they really you know talk about what vr is and what a rift S means i, I do think they could have done that um, although E3 is a pack, like is a is a press event and not really for consumers, it's growing. Uh, Facebook wow. Gaming also had a booth where they also had uh, the Oculus Rift S and the Quest. So they had in on, in both like you know they have like two uh, places yeah. where you can try stuff like the show floor, and they were at both show mm-hmm. floors. So they spread it. Um, wow. And the Quest and the Rift S had the same amount of space. I thought they were going. Full on Quest, but in the end they still apparently uh, think that the Rift S is also, you know, and it needs it, of course, uh, but Mm. I thought that Quest was going to take the overhand. I didn't. Um, and yeah, what That's you good. can play there. I, I made a list because I did so much stuff. So, so Sorry quickly while you're that.
0: doing your list, um, I just want to say about the photo opportunities, particularly the Asgard's wrath one. Cause I saw it on uh, the Oculus uh, Instagram and I was like this crazy madman. He's like doing this leap with this ax behind his back and his like legs are full like behind him. <laughs> and I was like, and then I looked closely, I was like, I know that guy. It's like, that is Talon. That is Talon being Talon, <laughs> you know. Uh, he was there, yes. Uh, yeah, Th- this guy, he works for Oculus or works for Facebook. Super enthusiastic, really big, muscly guy. Hilarious dude. But when he gets into his VR games, like he goes full ham on it. And like he- he's got scars on his hands from like <laughs> smashing stuff up. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, he-, 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 he made that amazing photo. This telling
3: this guy, even if you don't know him, he, he has so much potential to become the face of Oculus. Uh, just saying, uh, I think. Uh, but, anyways, uh, at the Oculus booth, you could play Asgard's Wrath, uh, Beat Saber, Moss, uh, Vader Immortal, After the Fall from Vertigo Games, um, Lone Echo 2, and Phantom. It was kind of weird to, like, I like Phantom, but p- having people sitting in this booth on a chair yeah I don't know man like it, it it's like yeah it it's it gets a little boring in in some way you know Look, the it, game is great the but game, but if, like, remind people some...
1: this is the kayak one right yeah yeah the kayak one where it, you it, have it to won, sit
3: it won some awards though right I, I think it won some awards at the show um yes, a lot of awards actually. Yeah. Um but it's just weird to like you want it to sell as an active way and if people then want to sit down at home, yeah. fine. But it just looks a little you have this big that like this big room <laughs> and you're just sitting in the middle. Like you could have like smaller um. But you should yeah, have put uh, a Oculus. kayak on the floor, right? That would have just made sense. That's
1: what <laughs> I, was, I thought he was about to say like it's weird because it, uh, uh, in I, a I... funny way. But I think you mean weird in a, in a kind of a socially awkward way You have a dude <laughs> yeah. sit in the middle of a dude or lady sit in the middle of a room with a chair and you know <laughs> yeah it, it
3: looked a little sad i don't know um i get it yeah. but uh anyways uh what i tried is uh first of all i tried lone echo 2. Mm. um amazing uh really really good uh, they have some uh let's say for the people that played lone echo uh, uh, one uh, they have some new gameplay features in there that will will add up to the experience of course olivia's back you play as jack um there's some some aliens involved now so it's it's getting a little bit more spiced up did i hear it's, um, it's
1: meant to be longer 50% yeah, like longer
2: 50% longer so. apparently. Yeah, that's good. I think so. First game wasn't was short so, long, so. Yeah. First game but, was uh, already it,
3: quite long. It definitely felt different than the first one. It's it's as I said, you know, with aliens you you really get Yeah. I remember of, that we said with the first
2: one that the beginning was really good and then in the middle it dipped a little bit and yeah. then at the end yeah. it like picked up the pace again. So maybe yeah, no. maybe they learned from that and like I, they they tried to add like more of that kind yeah. of vibe to it uh, like we so had so
3: like, the demo I played, it wasn't the start of the game. It was very, like, close to the start, I felt like. Mm-hmm.
4: Um,
3: so um, mm. it's beautiful, you know, visually. It's it's amazing. Uh, audio is super, super decent. Uh, I played it while the devs from Ready at Dawn were watching. And we also spoke afterwards. Um, I I was uh, talking to them about like, hey, uh, you know, multiplayer, uh, you know, we have Echo. They're just <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. we can't say anything. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, great. Super great. And uh, uh, I don't know if you could do that in the first one, but you can now like tap your visor and have like a, a light source. So when it's dark, you can uh, turn that on.
2: That was in the first um, one. Wait,
1: wait, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Is, are you just bringing a controller up or are you actually tapping the headset? Yeah. It's tapping it,
3: yeah. It's like tapping closely to the headset. I was tapping it all the time, of course. Because they
1: used to have that with the DK1, and I'm like, this is like uh-huh. a 600-quid piece of device. Like, I don't want to be hitting it. The electronics <laughs> yeah. inside, I'm just thinking about the circuit yeah. board. But they had so... that in
2: the, in the first game. You had to, like, bring the controller yeah. close and then go, like, click. Exactly, yeah. because
1: I remember it was, like, a little... But if this one, you're actually hitting the headset. I'm sorry, it's just a little bugbear for me. I don't think me. you
2: have to hit the headset, but just, like, the, the motion
0: no. of, like, tapping your head. No, but no, it's, no, it's, yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. a mechanic in Stormland as well. And oh, you could no. also like
3: you, you could look at <laughs> your hand and then you had like a, a torch to kind of uh blow uh, certain bolts off and kind of mm-hmm. open things up uh, you could you know of course open doors things like that um, but you like I, I got like uh I played it twice uh, so I played two hours of it um I, I played the same demo mm, twice nice. uh, because usually you know when I when I want to show it off on my channel I play it once so I know how to play it and where to look and I play so many stuff that sometimes like Oh, wait, so these are not moves anymore? What are these control? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we're now on. So you're switching around with headsets all the time. It's like this, this brain pain you're getting. Um, but, yeah, uh, they gave so much away, I would say, for a 40-minute demo. So I'm so happy that they give press yeah. more... And you could also skip between scenes if you wanted to do more gameplay. There were, like, buttons in this demo that said, like, skip to next part because press is sometimes so dumb that they just stay in this lobby while there's also some gameplay, you know? And so, yeah, no, Lone Echo 2 is, uh, like, as you... Expected is going to be a, a solid uh, title yeah. to get.
4: Nice. Um,
3: and then I played the Beat Saber 360. We already spoke about that. Mm. Um, the Beat Saber team was, of course, there. It was super fun. Uh, they said I was good at the game. I don't know how, but I'm I'm very noob at this game. But they, they were just I being
2: nice. Like, yeah, I, so, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was too. thinking the same thing, but I was like, I'm not going to burst this bubble.
3: But thank yeah, you for I, doing that. Mike. I think so too. Uh, then I uh, also tried Sniper lead VR on oh, the PlayStation. How was, how, was uh, how was it? How was it? How
1: was? It? How was the scope?
3: Okay. Uh, listen, oh, uh, no. this is going to oh, be interesting. No! <laughs> no, I'm, first of all, very early demo. Okay, they're very early in development, so they're looking for people to give some good feedback on this. Um, so you play on the PlayStation VR. You have this aim controller. Um, you can walk around with the thumbstick. You can. Exp- it's so weird because Sniper Lead is a third-person title, right? If you played it before, you know it's third-person. It has never been in first-person. So the moment you're like, "Wait, wait, this is first-person. How? How? How the heck?" you know um but i started in this in this uh i don't know maybe a french town or something there were like explosions going on like planes flying over super epic so then i started walking around could pick up all kinds of guns i had a sniper rifle i had also a machine uh, gun a submachine gun and uh yeah i had to snipe down some some uh, german uh, soldiers um so what you could do you could look through the scope and it was kind of like i i've compared it before to uh, phantom and also shadow core where it kind of snaps to your mm. eye mm. i think it's the the best way to go uh right now to snipe um mm. so you have to close one eye and then shoot you could uh turn on a slow-mo so you could get the momentum and then if you hit them at the right spot uh you became the bullet you flew to the enemy and then you could see his organs, right? And you see the bullet flying through his organs and see where you're hitting him. Three like kings, a testicle shot and again. a and It's so, so, so satisfying. So you became
2: the bullet, actually? Yeah, you,
3: yeah fought... you became the bullet for a second and then you uh, watched the, the German soldier from a distance and see where you... And that was kind of weird because it doesn't make yeah, any it, sense to suddenly be in a Because it sounds like world. Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Your bullet bill. Yeah. Bullet bill. Well, the bullet itself, I don't think that was that bad because it takes just a snap. It's super fast, so you don't even feel it. But then the moment you're looking at the soldier and you're kind of in this simulation, you're like, where the heck did I even go?
1: Where am I? So that didn't... So, sorry, is it like an out-of-body experience where they're kind of taking you out of your character and yeah you're just yes. looking at him from third person oh okay. yeah and can you and see I, yourself can I, I, that, you see your that, that own just... player character or no it's just the ger- the german no no no, no 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 no. it's and and
3: since uh, if you remember playing it you're not in the world anymore you're like like the whole uh world around you is like blue or kind of like yeah, simulation yeah. wise you know yeah. where you're in the slow-mo so i told them and this is maybe they can improve on is uh just make it like you're still in the same oh. world so you kind of get the idea like oh but i'm still here because that kind of felt like a disconnection. Um, yeah, as I said, it's it has a it has a long way uh, to go, but it's very to me. Early it sounds though, right so, and
2: like I, I see that from a lot of developers that I come from a like a PC gaming title. Um, they don't really understand yet that virtual reality is still all about being immersed. Um, yeah, and I I, th- I think that fun. sometimes they're like you know some that they don't make that connect because it, because it works in a PC game. They automatically yeah. think oh, if would port that over to virtual reality because it looks so yeah. cool on a on a PC game. But when you do yes. that in VR, you go like this is not this is not right. Yeah. This is just not how it's supposed to be. Like I still yeah. think that for a for a VR game, key is immersion. Make sure you don't get drawn out of the experience. Yeah.
3: It's an ambitious project. I, I felt like Playing with the aim controller was fun, but uh, I had to throw grenades with it too. And you didn't have any hands, you just had the gun. And if you turned it, you could see how many kills you had and stuff like that. But it, it felt too it felt too arcadey. I said, like, it this, this doesn't, doesn't work, you know, like that. Um, so I wish I could have played it with the moves or with mm-hmm. a game. Like, they also have a gamepad, by oh, the way. You yeah. can do it with the gamepad too. Um, but I feel like I want to play it with two hands. I do think it needs two hands where you can grab things and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's an ambitious project and i do think they can nail it they still have a lot of time to you know uh, uh go for it i had some mixed feelings i gave them all the feedback they uh, uh they needed and they appreciated it of course mm. um and it has I, we need a world war ii experience mm. and this this could be the one I, yeah. uh, rebellion is very good at what they are doing um but for me it felt like this was a bit too early they could have like in the end if they had waited a little longer and then showed it to me i could have you know given them some better it was hard to you know it's a challenging one
1: I, I because what, i do like question, sniper
3: Elite is awesome i love it
1: sorry one question to touch on there because um we were looking at the trailer a friend of mine and i and he's a big sniper elite fan and uh did they have smooth locomotion or is it all teleport yeah
3: Smooth locomotion, teleportation, Gee. everything. Thank
1: yeah. you. Everything,
3: so. and you could—it was free rope, so you could you could uh, pick your spot and shoot the enemies from all kinds of sides. Uh, use barrels to shoot. That is cool. Um, that is cool. That is yeah. nice. It really
1: does sound um, and, good. Like it sounds like if they take your feedback on had, board, polish it up, yes, up a bit, this could diff- be a good title.
3: And they had different difficulties. If you played it on the hardest, you had to play with the wind as well. Ooh, so it, oh it, nice! It has, i know i yeah. know right so so this this is going to be epic for sure right now they just need all the feedback they can have so if you get the opportunity to play it somewhere on the show floor and you have something good to say about it or something bad about it then just tell them because that's how it develops as i said testing that's the way to go cool. so the more people test it the, the more they know as well. Yeah. So uh, I also tried Aspire 1. Uh, uh, Upload VR Crown uh, as the best game of the show. Uh, it's the same for me. I didn't have a uh, thing to put on the wall, though. Maybe I should get one next year. Get I, did them, st- <whistles> I did give them Stroopwafels. You know, like wow. Stroopwafels cookies. <laughs> yeah, that, they were great. like what's that I like just, just, put the, just put it is that on that put the what you're wall. saying
1: I, I that's what i hear just, <laughs> stope, waffles. Stope waffles.
3: yeah it's like uh dutch cookies i said like just put one on the wall and tell it's mine um but uh yeah um these developers by the way they're from australia super humble uh, they were like oh uh, is he gonna like it you know they were like they have a, a great game on their hands but they don't completely realize it themselves i feel like they're like oh, uh, hopefully is this good enough is it gonna be you know um and i um i played the game three times um yeah nowadays i play games like a couple of times to kind of get the hang of it because this is a title aspire one is a vr stealth game Mm -hmm. you can go silent you can go loud it's a mix of metal gear solid uh golden eye splinter cell uh, splinter Splinter cell Cell, exactly um and it's 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 great it's it's awesome um what you what you can do in this title is uh, eliminate your targets in so many creative ways uh, you can uh jump uh, uh, uh at them from above and uh, and hit them in the face you can drag bodies hide them you know um, but the but the goal of aspire one is that you need to like uh, if you finish a level it tells you how much damage how much uh how much damage you have done to everything and the lowest the cost the better. So it's like, oh, you shot a barrel. Well, that's like 10k. You you did this. Well, that's 20k. So right. the the lower the number, the better. Right. Um, so you have to yeah. kind of do it silently. So I'm happy they did that because otherwise people would be like, oh, I'm just gonna shoot everything and then I finish the game. But you you can't because then your score will be too high and that's what you don't so want. So do you are, are, to are you kind of doing this
1: like on on contract and you're gonna get paid a lump sum and then the damage yeah. is what you're taking off yeah. of that?
3: Right. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you will never be able to go on zero because in the end you have a contract. So that's already a little bit of money. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you're getting paid after all for this job, that, right? Uh,
2: since we were saying about like uh, immersion, and all of that kind of stuff, like if you if you look about games that have like the most kind of immersion. It's like when you have a gun and you can reload it. I think that is a a, a very immersive kind of feeling. When you have a sword and shield, I also think that is very immersive. And then horror games as well as well. Like Mm -hmm. I think we can all say that it's very immersive. When you have stealth games, uh (laughs) yeah stealth games is something that is like truly immersive as well because you need to be quiet the entire time. You need to be sneaking around. And I I find actually surprising that there hasn't been that many Of that, actually, this, around there, if, if you this one look is around. legit, I'm
1: really curious. This one is so legit on that game, on I that mean, game mechanic, right? The rowdy yeah, tap on in terms of sneaking around, like, the, the, how does it deal with vertical height changes? So, are as you're oh, ducking, are you ducking in game? You can duck,
3: like, you can duck, but you can also press a button because good. I mean, some people are, you know, disabled, and yeah. if they want to play it, they can press a button, or if you're just lazy, then you can do it too. Um, <laughs> but the gameplay mechanics are out of this world; like, it's very creative, very unique. So so uh, some things you can do is um, you have a, a night vision. Again, same like Lone where you tap it. Um, although they did the tapping better than Ready and Dawn. I got to give him that. Um, so well done. Uh, but um, you could see the enemies in a range. And you could see also security cameras too because they could spot you. So you can see where the enemies are at and then make your move if you want. So you can look through walls and stuff like that. You also have a camera on your wrist that you can throw and then kind of look through this camera in your (laughs) visor of where they are. And it can make a sound too, so you can lurk them towards it. Um, So you can always throw it wherever you are. That's super handy, of course. Um, You have all kinds of guns. You can say freeze to an enemy. Then they freeze. They put their hands up in the air. You grab their gun. You hit them in the face. But, of course, they're knocked out. So after around like five minutes, they wake up again and sound the alarm. But it depends on how you hit them so they could uh get hit hard and then they are laying on the floor for longer um you also have a, a tranquilizer gun that you can shoot at them so they 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 go asleep and you constantly have to pull the piston because it's like air you know uh, air pressure driven dang that's um, good
2: that's real you, good i like you that machine guns it's again do, like, you know, we, like immersive like make it more immersive because it draws you out mm-hmm. of the experience if it doesn't do those kind of things. So I yep. like it that they pay attention to those kind of things. De- we had that as well with, with Arctica 1 where we were like raving about just the, the breath of air that is coming yes. out of like oh, when yeah. you're speaking. Yes. It's just because it adds to that extra yeah. level in a in a VR game. And what they're doing is, is amazing. Yeah. It sounds... Absolutely it, it brilliant. Has, it, it also, it just to take toys-
1: the immersive piece one step further, Rowdy, one thing I've always felt is really important in games, even back from flat days when I was playing that stuff, <laughs> that stuff back then, <laughs> uh, is let players do the thing they can't do in real life. Look at GTA. I can't go beat up a, well, I could prostitute in real life, <laughs> you know, and that would not go well with my life. So allow someone to, like like Mike, I'm sure will appreciate smoking a cigar in blood and truth or whatever, you know, like, and it just, it feels good. You know, Mm. I like to be able to do that. So like, I, yeah. I, I told oh, you, get me excited for this game now. And before this I was one, like, this, yeah. one, this, this was
2: wait, Zim, I this do one. find it funny that you first said like, I mean, uh, I, I could go out and, like be a process and that, that's what I would do." And then you go to Mike, it's like, "Yeah, like smoke a cigar, like whoa, out of this world." Seems like, <laughs> so manly. I'm
1: like the uh, the one dad yeah. here, right? Yeah. Uh, this gotta, one, this would an is example.
3: So, so good. It's so so good. And they worked on it for two and a half years. They worked really hard on this. And they finally had their momentum at E3 to show it. And they were big fans of this podcast. They were big fans of of my channel as well. They said, like, oh, uh, you know, it's amazing what you all do. And I I got them to uh, commentate on their own game. So, like, here's the microphone. Tell them everything you want. So, I play the game, and they tell you everything. It's going to be such a fun video to watch. Um, And... They have so many so many features, you can be so creative. You can crawl through fence, you can jump on the enemy, turn on a slow-mo and then hit him or do it super fast. You can climb almost everywhere you want. You can use zip lines to get somewhere, but you can also just climb ladders, uh, go under the floor, mm um and you also have I, I think this is one of the funniest ones you have this uh like nightstick so you can like uh, poke them and then they uh, you know they fall down and then they also of course
1: um right, you know, like uh, a police uh, baton or something is that what yeah you yeah yeah like, like an like, electric weird.
3: one yeah, an electric one. Right, um, right, right, But the funny part is if another guard sees this this person laying on the floor, they wake him up again. So they all start running around again, and you're like kind of screwed. But you can also repair yourself with that, because you're a robot in the end. You're an Aspire oh, robot. Oh, right. So you can use this, this thing to repair yourself. Um, and um, the funny part is if you die, you can uh, take uh, control over another robot. So you can dive into someone else's body and move on.
1: Oh, awesome! Nice. That sounds so great. Yeah, really. So great. This,
3: this game, this game is gonna be so epic. It's the so best that so Fire One was your,
1: uh, your was your oh, uh, totally. game of the show.
3: This this can this can like it's coming to Quest, it's oh, coming yeah, yes. to yeah. to PC everything. I didn't try the Quest version. I do. I did hear that the Quest version is a long way to go. The I played it on the Rift S. It's like it worked super well. And these guys, seriously. They had. They said like, "Oh, we're prepared. We have a, a wide field of view ready for you. We have a smooth camera ready for you. Amazing. Great card. These guys love you. Seriously. Nice. Well done. That's well done. Nice. Uh, super, super humble. I got some uh, lens uh, wipes by the way from Aspire One. If anyone is interested. <laughs> yes, <please.
4: laughs> so yeah, that's
3: that's that's Aspire One. I also played Battlewake. Um, um, we can talk more about that uh, next week because I have an appointment at Servios their office. We're gonna play some more. I'm gonna play the multiplayer here at E3. I played the single player only, but I'm gonna play with a deaf. So let's just skip that one for now. I also played the Walking Dead experience. Mm. Um, it's a bit arcadey and it's based on the movie. It's not as you know as a Spider Man or it's 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 Servio's level, but it did feel like for for new consumers uh, mm. and not really for you know it's not the most realistic zombie oh. thing out there but you could just free roam you could walk around shoot zombies with all kinds of weapons uh play as one of the famous characters from the show have a little bit of storyline in between but uh yeah one thing Who- i
0: noticed about this it, it's not a multiplayer game is it
3: it is yeah you oh, can it play is. co-op with uh, oh, okay other it is It is. It, is. Uh, okay. it has a little creepy uh uh vibe to it as well um but um, yeah, I do need to play more of it, and I do want to play it with someone else. I don't think it's that fun to play alone.
1: Yeah, big question: How good HUD or bad HUD?
3: Um, you mean if there's anything in your
1: yeah, just stuff hanging off the gun, you know, health. What did yeah? What did, uh, what, what was your well, impression no, of uh, the heads so... up display?
3: Um, there wasn't much in my face. Blood splatters, when you hit the zombie with a baton, you could, uh, for example, grab their necks and then kind of hit them real hard or smack them with guns. Uh, yeah. Things like that. Not and a non-violent
1: episode. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think
0: yeah. One of the concerns we had when we saw the trailer during our E3 special was that there was a, wave, a lot of like sure. HUD that was like mounted on the side of the gun, and yeah. also like your health was on your wrist. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if it's just because like the gameplay oh, was yeah, recorded yeah. in kind of like a bad way; it looked yeah. very zoomed in and cropped. But it has, um, it has
3: something on your wrist. Yeah, you could yeah. see the health on there and uh, stuff like that. And if you got hit too much, then you got this red kind of vibe around you. Um, so. But not not that bad. It's a fun title. If you like Walking Dead, it's gonna be great because you know you can play with Negan's uh, baseball bat, and <laughs> you can be Rick, and you can use his revolver, uh, things like that. So you can it's, do all kinds of kind, stuff but that you can't it, do in the it's, real it's, world. it's in the middle somewhere. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but um, we'll see. If I play the co-op, maybe it's gonna be even even cooler. Who knows? Then I played After the Fall from Vertigo Games. Uh, yes. Uh, super decent. Felt like uh, uh, gave me Arctic One vibes um you had all kinds of crazy tools you could like upgrade your because it's a zombie shoot. it's a zombie apocalypse uh kind of like storyline um and uh, what you could do in this game you could like uh, play because i played it co-op with one of my dutch uh friends it was kind of fun to just talk in dutch and do my thing couldn't record it sadly so i don't have any footage um but um yeah they had like a system where you could upgrade your guns and also your your wrist. So I had like this little missile system on my wrist and I could just shoot like this and all these missiles locked onto the zombies and they flew away. Like the physics were crazy good. And it's like Arizona sunshine but way faster, super quick. All the things that you're usually kind of annoyed by, like, oh, I need to open a cabinet, but I need to first holster my gun to look into the cabinet. It's now like click, 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 click. You have all that XP coming in. It's like super fast and you can, Uh, you know, open doors real slow and around the corner. Real fluid experience
1: Um, then. That's good. Yes,
3: yes. Good flow. Um, Yeah, yeah, and I I do feel like this game could have a a good life in a a location-based arcade as well. Um, It's... It's great. It's it's awesome. That's what we Uh, thought
2: as well already on the uh, on the on the last stream that it was really aimed at like arcades and uh, and those kind of things. Um, Yeah, it felt like that.
3: It felt like that. Um, It's uh, again, it's a good it's a good title. I wasn't super blown away by it, but maybe I need to play more. Uh, They had some like uh, uh, variation in zombies, and they looked really scary. Um, And again, playing it with someone else, I think the fact that we're getting more co-op, that's Mm. what we need. Same with Walking Dead. Same with battle wake, we need more co-op it's so much fun yeah agreed so so yeah that's i'm sorry uh, this is like a nutshell version of everything
0: no that was awesome uh, i think that was a really good okay. roundup and i think uh okay. you know i think uh, zim's gonna join me in saying that i'm super hyped for s by one like well, i was very excited about it anyway but yeah. even more so Ooh. now
1: you've, I, got you've, more, you've converted I got some more me to, to excited i i wasn't the, i wasn't excited for this game originally i saw it and then i was like Interested, and now nathie's made me excited. So, I mean, the, the the thing I love when you get someone, any one of us, really, a, on a showroom floor, comes off of it, you can see yeah. the energy coming off of Nathy like yeah, he's gone okay. Super Saiyan. You know,
3: it's so good. I love that. This is just a start. It's getting better here. Okay, so I also tried Red Pill VR. No one knows what it is. I think um, I've heard of it, but no, it's. Pretty much um, you know there was this like this dance experience where you could join with others and dance on the music. how is it called the wave the wave yeah the wave. Oh, wave. It's oh. kind of like the wave, but they are aiming to build dance clubs uh, in VR and let people uh, join, for example a DJ Chesto or Martin Garrix or marshmallow from their own house. yeah
4: and That's what smart. they did
3: there they had this large booth they had a DJ in VR. And they had leap motions everywhere, so he could see his own table. So he was live in this dance club, uh, playing. You know, he was making the music. I could see him because it was a multiplayer. Um, and they had dancers too that were mocap that I could see that were just dancing around, and they could clone them and let them be wait, all kinds. Wait, wait, of wait, wait, wait!
2: This sounds uh, very much like that final uh, episode from the last season from uh, Black Mirror, right? Which, you're, which exactly what the Miley Cyrus one. Right, yeah, yeah.
0: This sounds very she much embodies, like, yeah. like uh, her avatar in VR, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: But they had these dancers. So let's say if you go to an event, you know, to a dance event, and you have dancers on stage, they could be mocapped and then sent to the VR version, and people can do like they can enjoy the same concert. Plus, you can document it, and you can always go back later. So you can always go to that show a year after it happened. And that's pay awesome. a ticket. So, this is like a new level of entertainment. Um, so, that's a quick uh, shout out to Red uh, Phil VR. B Haptics was there. They were showing off uh, their haptic uh, vests in that's... combination with the Vive Focus. So, I, I feel like they're going into the standalone uh, market too now. Um, they upgraded their vests a little bit. They looked a bit more shiny, a better, super popular booth, by the way. Uh, great meeting them again. Um, mm. uh, Proxy Mat was there. They had some new mats. Uh, these are. Pretty much uh, rubber mats that you can stand on mm. so you know like you're in the middle of your play space mm. I think they are great especially if you start crouching and you have to it's like a soft floor yeah um, super decent and, and the... they're doing really well for themselves so yeah What's I, the price
0: I, for I use their, their products all the time as well been... I use it yeah. every day
3: do
1: you have one yeah. there Mike
0: yeah yeah I can go and grab Yeah, that please one. just show
1: us because I'm just curious yeah. the, the like the price for one of these things I don't know if you know how much I, I think it's just I like a round know. mat generally <clears throat> I don't know. How much are they again? (laughs) This is brilliant, Mike. And it's got a a disc in the middle?
0: Yeah, so it's got a a button in the middle and a button at the front. So you've got this big yellow button, so it's tactile, so you can feel it under your feet, so you always know when you're in the center of your play space. And then you've got this other tactile button at the front, so you always know what the front of your play space is. And certainly for VR content creators, it's great for knowing you're always in camera. You know what I mean? When you're recording content. Yeah. The cool part is... This is going to be a thing in eSports soon.
1: Show it this this way, Mike? It's very
0: very thick. It's very soft. Uh, So especially like when Nathie said, when you drop down to your knee in some games, uh, very soft takes all the impact out. So you should definitely hit them up, uh, Zim. I'm surprised you don't have one already. I actually am going
1: to, I need one for my space now. So (laughs) now I've kind of carved it out. Thank you. That looks really cool
3: they have That's big ones cool. they have small ones and he like uh, the 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 owner told me that uh, they have interest in esports now because those like if you went to oculus yeah, connect for example yeah. they don't have really a soft uh, thing so you will soon yeah. see them uh, in the esports uh, area too um then i uh tried sensor glove was like a quick five minutes super quick but they uh, had new gloves with thermals in there on the fingertips mm. so you could feel like when it was cold and hot and stuff like that. I heard that uh, because uh, Tyreel was helping them out with the marketing and he told me that Palmer came by. Palmer Lucky was also uh, at E3 and uh, he said like, yeah, just turn it up a bit more, you know, just just go a little bit beyond the boundaries. So he burned his finger in the end. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Tyrell's like oh yeah if you want to sure man here you go so he kind of burned his fingertip it's kind of funny I mean. wow
0: just burned um, a billionaire's finger well done now,
3: now, now this all, See know, now this, come all sounds, this all sounds super positive and it was I think E3 was a big success uh, Quest uh, had you know was super popular um, and also yeah well the Rift has a little bit less but still had a good a momentum too um, one thing that I do need to say here And that was concerning. So most developers that I met that showed off demos to me were using an Oculus Rift S, and it failed almost everywhere. It was a mess. It was a complete mess. There were moments where I saw this 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 video signal twitching, you know, where it's like artifacts, like white for a second. Artifacts, exactly. There were moments where where I was into the th- see-through camera again while I was turning around, so I wasn't in VR anymore trying to find a sweet spot or a wall to kind of get back into my VR uh, uh, thing. Um, and even where the demo just crashed. It just crashed completely uh, on, on the Rift S. Um, also devs that just used... Other headsets because of the fact that mm. rift s is not reliable enough they wanted to but yeah so i uh like only at oculus it was of course fine but i feel like they built these rooms in a way where but it should be an all round headset it should almost work anywhere but it yeah. just didn't it just didn't
0: uh, i remember when we were, we went to pax uh, in boston and the guy that created the oculus booths was very specific about the way that they did it yep. and that's why you'll notice that the booths were like semi opaque but they had patterns on the on the on the on the on the glass yep. so it's so the inside yep. out tracking could work effectively um, yeah. but I do know a lot of the community are reporting issues with the Rift S, you know, yes. this Flickr problem yeah. um, and also like tracking and disconnect yeah. issues. But personally, like the only issue I ever had, and this is a tip out there for if you are having issues with your Rift S, is that um, go into your USB controller and your devices and just uh, turn off all like the, uh, the Windows power management settings. Yeah. Since then, I haven't had, yeah. I've had very few issues have, with my Rift S. I've had that but on several
1: USB devices as well, Mike, where mm. you'll have a device that is is causing problems and you basically mm-hmm. have to go and tell windows don't put this thing to sleep or don't exactly. power manage yeah. it um, the exactly. other, i have actually had problems with my rift s and i would say that right now my impression of it although it's probably my it is my favorite headset at the moment um because of the clarity and the comfort and stuff it's a little buggy at the moment it's like yeah. a little bit unreliable yeah, the, i think that's the word that Nathan was using i think and, and i think and I, software, I get the same thing like i've had it go completely black middle of a yeah. show and i'm like the effects going yeah. on here, and I have to, you know, reinsert the HDMI or the USB to yeah. get it to wake up again. And I've but, had that, I've had that on several occasions now, having owned it only what a month. So
3: at their at their booth, it was fine, you know, it was solid enough. But I did see those artifacts almost everywhere. The, there was yeah. no like in in lone echo in others. Um, I just hope that hmm. the press doesn't pick up on it. I know what it is, so I, I'm not gonna, you know, shoot down a yeah. death. But but a press is gonna be like. Oh, uh, the, the game didn't work that well, but it's the hardware in the end. But since yeah. they don't know where, where the problem is, yeah. they, um, so that was concerning. And another thing that I thought was concerning is that usually they showed up the Rift uh, itself, but now since it doesn't have an IPD adjuster, they don't a- adjust it. So they just put people in VR and that's it. Mm. Like I was playing Lone Echo, they didn't ask me about my IPD. Mm-hmm. so the, you just play it so it could be that you have a wrong ipd you try there you're like yeah well i can't i don't know what this is but i couldn't see sharp it's so weird and and they should they should do yeah. it for everyone to like hey we slide the the ipd to the right spot for you you know what i think yeah. they should
1: do actually because it's now software controlled um on on some of the headsets now i think that they should do like what you had at oculus connect where you walk around with an rf rfid chip in your card you'd be able to tap it on a station that yeah. automatically syncs it to the demo station. I mean, it'd be very simple yeah. software to write totally. to basically say, totally. load my, um, adjust it to my IPD. All you, all it is is yeah. a number. That no. can easily mm. be stored in an RFID chip. Tap it, job yeah. done. And then it, no, all my I, settings are good. That's a great I idea. Totally, I
3: totally agree. So besides that, uh, what I uh, what else I can tell you is that I went to, uh, you, you all know I'm a big fan of Tesla. Uh, yeah. I, I went to the talk with Elon Musk and Todd Howard Super fun, Uh, uh, it's funny that he announced uh, his own game, Elon Musk uh, developed a game, yes. Um, You can now or soon uh, play a racing game in your Tesla while you're charging Uh, and you can use your steering wheel and your pedals to control your cart it's like a Mario Kart experience, and you can play it multiplayer with the other people that are next to you charging as well.
4: That's um, awesome. Does it, does it work and, is, with uh, the yeah. Quest?
3: And people were like screaming, "Like Elon, bring Skyrim to uh, to the to the you know to the <laughs> right. car." I thought I was like, "Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna work," you know. Um, but that was like super fun. It's it's amazing to hear Elon. That's Moses like the ultimate about, simulator.
2: Uh, if you could put the quest on them and like you just use the driving yeah. wheel and the, and the paddle, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Ah, that'd be and awesome. I,
3: I, also, uh, I also watched uh, uh, Jason Rubin uh, talk to Troy Baker about um, you know the future of storytelling. Uh, I'm not sure if you know, but Troy Baker is the voice of Booker DeWitt in uh, Bioshock. So I had another moment like, oh no, sorry, it's Troy Baker. Um, and I had a dinner with uh, some people from the industry. Uh, I, uh, I, I joined along with uh, the Beat Saber team. Um, they were there. And it, it surprises me. They, they have a very small team yep mm, it's like they easy. have i think four or five people that work on beat Saber run the whole toko yeah the whole toko it's impressive i gotta i gotta give him that it's uh it's it's mind-blowing um and also palmer lucky was there uh some investors and who else was there oh yeah the the someone from HTC the, uh, chief staff of the chair uh, something at HTC um, so everyone from the industry was there and also the uh, product manager of oculus too. so there was this mix of so many you yeah, know awesome companies. people um, that's great I sat next to Palmer lucky and he he was talking about like he, he's so creative he wants to do all he wants to do everything basically so I've been talking a little bit about uh, you know the rift s uh, talk about also the whole virtual desktop uh, thing of course um, uh, he was talking about that he's a big fan of Japan, and, and that he likes to go there a lot. And it was n- nice to just be together and, mm. and have a dinner together. And I, I don't know, we we hang there for like three, four hours. It felt like it never stopped. It got so late, but it was so much fun. Boring. Uh, okay. so, no, 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 no. It's it's great. So uh, I felt, of course, honored to be in this circle of of people. Uh, I never never thought I would, you know, sit there with some. Some people like that, it's Legends weird. of the know. VR space, Leg- exactly. Yeah, yeah. Le- yeah, exactly, exactly. So dad, and um, something else I have, and this is a scoop for next uh, next week, I have an appointment with uh, with Brandon and I'm gonna try Boneworks on
2: the Boneworks. Oh. oh, awesome, nice.
3: nice. Yes, he invited me over to the to the office. Uh, he really wanted me to check it out. So uh, we're gonna nice. try the Valve Index and Boneworks.
0: Nice, looking forward so, to your hands-on impressions of that. So that'll yeah, be next week sure. on next week's show
3: yes yes
0: awesome awesome (laughs) i think that was a that was a great roundup of what you've been up to in la Uh, sounds like you had a great time uh if you've got any questions for Nathy uh about his experience in la or any of us about any of the topics that we've discussed today uh put them in the chat now and then we can maybe answer a couple of questions before we round up the show but just a reminder that this is a a weekly vr ar and mr talk show live streamed every saturday on youtube facebook and on twitch you can tune in live at 7 p.m in europe 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also check out the audio version. It's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor. Um, So yeah, let's get into some questions if anyone's got any.
2: We got one from uh, Victor Riddle. He's asking, uh, Natey, did you get to play Pistol Whip or get Uh, any news on what's up with the Respawn Oculus project?
3: um respawn uh, the that that title has not been announced at e3 i'm surprised i'm surprised Same. that oculus yeah, rift s too. didn't get many uh you know launches at all um that's concerning once again um pistol whip wasn't there at least not that i know of but i did hear in the back doors there were a lot of valve index demos but uh pistol whip i'm not so sure i'm not so sure
1: all right Someone was asking to compare against uh, Arizona Sunshine and The Walking Dead. How would you compare the two?
3: Arizona Sunshine is more of a realistic simulator and uh, the, the other one is more arcade-y. Um, mm-hmm. But then you can play as your favorite character. So it's it's total different, total different experience. It's mm-hmm. not the same.
0: But also that kind of makes sense coming from Servio, as they own VR arcades, yeah. right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was another question Although,
1: here um, relating to uh, Lone Echo 2. Do we have any idea when it's coming out?
3: uh mm. i it for i when i played the demo at the end i said like soon on rift that's it <laughs> is this it, 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 wait um no i can't remember now it must be this year for sure i think it's it seems to be ready to go i can't remember it must be i mean rift as needs titles it, <laughs> it does, needs to it come out this year go you can't tell me that it's gonna be 2020 that's gonna be a disaster mm. um well so something else, ago I, uh, uh
2: it was reported that lone echo was delayed to quarter one of 2020 what? Mm. No way. Who, who's
1: who's reporting okay. that? What's the source?
2: Uh, Road to VR.
1: Well, they're pretty reliable.
4: It's yeah. it's a shame,
3: hey. by the way, you guys weren't here because uh, I went to the Two Bit Circus. It's an arcade here in LA. It's the best uh-huh. one out, uh, out here, and uh, they had a, uh, a World of Tanks tournament. Hologate was sponsoring it. And hmm. uh, they gave away HP Refurbs because HP refurb was the biggest sponsor there. So there <laughs> like, were like five, six Refurbs laying around there. I said to Tyrell, should we just grab them all now and
4: go real fast, you know? Yeah,
3: um, yeah they what? were sponsoring it. And there was like even laying, one laying around there that you could just, you know, uh, look at. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. the
1: prize. I'm still tempted Super to race with one. There was, a, there was a question earlier that I thought was, uh, was a nice maybe wrap up then uh, to, to finish this one off. And it was, Nathie, how did you like LA? I think it's your second time out. Um well i I, the, the, I haven't seen that
3: much of l a to be honest with you all um <laughs> uh, like, like i've been I've been running around like you know you need to know like i I wake up uh we we leave at like eight nine and we have appointments until like eight nine and sometimes there's something in between we're like, we gotta do this too, uh, because someone's was like, hey, did you hear about that one party or uh yeah zim is gonna be jealous. There were so many good parties here.
1: I went to the <laughs> youtube
3: gaming party and there were some, you know, some some colleagues of mine there, and and they had like a good DJ and had some crazy visuals going on. Facebook gaming party was also uh, uh, there, of course. I'm always surprised they don't serve much food at these parties, only <laughs> yeah. alcohol. And, that's uh, that's the
0: that's the problem that we had at OC5. Do you remember? I went to S- SVVR and I almost passed out because I hadn't
3: eaten all day. Yeah, well, that's that's well, that's what you kind of kind of need to yeah. wing with. And the best party that I think was was there was from Shaq News. I've never heard of Shaq News before until now. It's a website where they write about games. It's like IGN a little bit. Yep. But they had a party in the Mayan. And this is a famous place in LA. It's like a temple. It's like you're in Tomb Raider, but everyone is partying. And they wow. had like they had like Rocket League stations everywhere. They had like a big uh, tournament going on there. You could sit at this giant throne made out of keyboards <laughs> and mice. Oh, I yeah. Saw and that. Super That's epic. Good. Super epic. So they had like, you know, gaming parties everywhere. Everywhere.
1: Dude, awesome. Sounds like you
3: had a, such a blast. So, yeah. um, oh yes, I'm still trying to, to compute what happened.
0: Yeah, I bet. I'm uh, looking forward to definitely hearing your hands-on impressions of Boneworks next week. Um, I'm not actually going to be here next week uh, as it's my birthday next Saturday. So uh-huh. I think Ray, uh, Rowdy's going to sort of take the reins uh, as being host okay. of the show next week. So uh, have fun with that, Rowdy. Good luck with that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a wrap for this week's show. We've had a jam-packed episode full of news yeah. and interesting tidbits. So I hope you've all enjoyed it as well. Thanks for joining us live in the chat on this week's show. We really appreciate you joining us live each week. Oh, and, we and, hope and you have a fun- like on this video. Slam a like on this video. We hope you have a great week in VR. Uh, We'll be back next week. uh, So tune in then. And uh, bye-bye for now. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.